What's going on, everybody? It is Coach Greg Adams back in here with another form of the Wake Up Show, part of the Free Agent Lifestyle podcast here on the Free Agent Lifestyle channel. And we're also on Fake Book. Shout out to everybody on the Fake Book watching the live stream. Hit the thumbs up. Give me a little bit of an interaction. We're going to get into the Blue Chip Mindset. We're on number 15. The Blue Chip Mindset series is back for its weekly weekly scene and i might rebrand my cga channel the new cga channel into a blue sit blue chip mindset type of vlog channel um really considering that because i think these series are very important and then then you want to see it being lived out but anyway man here's my big old milk dud peanut head right here again on your screen uh for some reason it's too close but it is it's all right it's all right um we, we're going to talk about uh, one of my favorite lines. You guys heard it. Uh, if you're watching the playback, the song's probably going to be muted out right at the beginning. But um, if you were here tuned in right early, you know, you're just watching it as you're waking up and you start from the beginning, you're going to hear a line from Rick Ross on Santorini, Greece, in which he says, the bank account that caught the Holy Ghost. I say the bank account that caught the Holy Ghost. All right. Out one of my favorite lines from hip hop music. Um and uh, the way he says, "Woo," you know what I mean? And, and I said, you know what? Your bank account should catch the Holy Ghost, too. All right. If you don't know what the Holy Ghost is, it is the Holy Spirit in the community in which you shout. All right. And you shout out praise for the deliverance, for the delivery, for, for the eagle has landed. All right. Um, anyway, man, when the eagle lands, you catch the Holy Ghost. You're happy. You're excited. You're glad that you made a deal. And uh, what people don't understand about the blue chip mindset is that. We're not chasing a dollar amount. We're not chasing items. We're not chasing any of that stuff. What we're chasing is the feeling of competition, the spirit of competition, the spirit of capitalism. All right. Setting ourselves up for, quote unquote, generational wealth, which a lot of people are doing on you uh, behind emotions. All right. They're they're building generational wealth based on uh, them triggering you All right, using the media. And then, you know, Black Lives Matter just came out and said, hey, you know what? We raised this money. I deserve this money. This money was behind, uh, based on my personal efforts. And I'm going to build generational wealth basically off the backs of you. All right. It, it's not going to, I'm not here to help the community. All right. All right. And then you're going, what? I mean, the leader of Black Lives Matter has literally said that. All right. Raised $90 million and she's buying property up like it's going out of style. And she's keeping one thing and one thing mine. All right. Protect yourself. All right. Go for your own. Go for self. Do for self. All right. And she used the agenda of, helping the community and she helped nobody. All right. And so with that being said, you know, I can't hate on the woman. <laughs> all right. I can't hate on the woman. So it's um in this situation, it's like, Hey, listen, you got to do what you got to do. And uh, one of the things that people have said for a long time is beyond uh, behind every great fortune lies a great crime. All right. Uh, if you do want to get into this game, where's my, uh, where's my link? Hold on for a second. I'm trying to share a screen. And I can't see where it is. Why can't I share this screen here? Over here. Uh, there it is right there. All right. So here it is right here. Behind every great fortune lies a great crime. It's it's sad. But um, that is that is what happens in our country. You know, um, when I get to point number one, the reason number one, why your bank account won't catch the Holy Ghost. All right. Or why you won't get to where you need to get financially. It's one of these reasons right here. We'll get to that, but I got to deal with the super chats first. Always remember that behind every great fortune lies a great crime. Um, and of course, as the blue chip mindset 
uh, series is here. We're not here to get you behind. You know, it's, it's not about wealth, but it is. Wealth is a byproduct. I mean, earning money is a byproduct of this, living this life. A lot of people are wanting to be somewhat wealthy, rich, or at least well off. And uh, we're taking you from poverty mindset, broke mindset. We're taking you from middle class mindset, as which you're a ham and egger. All right, middle class. And then also we're taking you from the status of being content. All right, complacent. We're taking you from the status of these things that you've learned. Money is the root of all evil. We're changing all that. And then we're at least allowing you to have your minimalist lifestyle. If you're a minimalist and we appreciate all of the minimalists here, you're minimalist, but you're not complacent. All right. Um, you're constantly in the competition, in the spirit of competition, the capitalism here. And that's what I support here uh, 100%. All right. And so when you get to when we get to the first point, you're going to know what I mean. But anyway, if you wanted to know, if you're new to the Blue Chip Mindset series, check the link in the description box. We're on series number 15. All right. Episode number 15 of the series. And again, I may rebrand one of my channels under this so I can give you daily short clip content related to this right here. But the term Blue Chip originates with the game of high stakes. Poker in the investment world, a blue chip company is a well-known, well-established, and well-capitalized uh, company. Such as uh, such a company is considered to be a leading company in the sector and uh, produces dominant goods and services. So, blue chip is in our lexicon in our country. Uh, blue chip, right here, reputation. Blue chip reputation uh, comes from the universities that are considered um, Ivy League and Alt Ivy League. Uh, these are where some of the wealthy people send their kids to school, although these aren't the people who you want to emulate 100% of the time. A lot of these kids are set up for generational wealth and their parents have established uh, foundations and trust accounts and school uh, savings accounts to set their kids up to not be in the rat race. And when they these kids come out of these universities, they oftentimes can get themselves into blue chip companies and command blue chip salaries right, right off the rip. All right. And this is what people are doing in the athletic world. Blue chips. There was a movie called Blue Chips with Shaquille O'Neal, Penny Hardaway and Nick Nolte, in which uh, blue chips have always been associated with the top recruits. Here you go right here. Reaction to three blue chip recruits sign signing with Florida Gators. That's just an example of what blue chip means. All right. So we always have to say that just in case people say, what does this mean? Right. Blue chip is the reality in this world. It also comes from blue blood. All right. Or we could call it blue pill. No, uh, blue blooded. Um, I it obviously came from the culture of our um, original landowners, not our original or secondary landowners, the king, the king of England. All right. Which still persists today because we still speak English. All right. Here we go. Mm. English is our primary language. So you can say so. So anyway, man, I got to get into these super chats, man. Thank you, man, for being here early in the morning. Somebody hit me up on Cash App, didn't they? All right. Uh, is this the first super chat? It is. Synopsis Jones says shout out. To the coach, that's that Rick Ross, Geechee Liberace. That's my ish. He raps, I got money. He does. I and then he corrected money. and he said, my bad is from Santorini, Greece. That's my ish too. And yes, it is 100%. I got money. Yes, sir. Santorini, Greece. I put it on the map. Yes, indeed. I love, I like Rick Ross. You know, I have everything I say about hip hop, I believe. But also, I like that ish. All right. It is motivational. Sometimes I use trap music to motivate me and, um, I like trap music. <laughs> I like trap music. It's good. All right. Shout out to Austin Bailey. He says, thanks for the content. Uh, appreciate you, Austin. Clarence Gaston. What does Clarence Gaston have to say? I'm going to go to this screen. He says, what's up, Coach Gang? This is 2022. There's no reason for anyone in the Coach Gang to be bringing home anything less 
than 60K. He says 40 from a full-time job and 20 from a part-time job. That's the bare minimum. Give me Kaylee coach. And of course, a byproduct of that is going to be some Kayleys around here. Hi, my name is Kaylee. I'm a blonde. I have no tips. I make boys fall in love with me. They always throwing fits. I like being single. No, I've never been cuffed. These boys want our relationship, but I'm just trying to. Oh, yeah, baby. He said, did you realize English is only is the only slow language and every other language speaks fast? That's interesting. Somebody said that in there. Um, that could be it, it is. I mean, this is why sometimes when you go learn another language, it's, it's, they're speaking so fast and you're like, whoa, uh, English is very slow. All right. Shout out to Kaylee. Um, it's always good to have a Kaylee or two in your rotation of, uh, you know, women that you're using for pleasure. Shout out to the ladies that are watching me like, what is this? Thought we were talking about money. Kaylee's are good, man. I don't know, man. They're, they're good for what they do. All right. They're very much undercover. <laughs> get you a nasty, no, no mud shark Kaylee's. No mud sharkers. All right. No, don't get a mud shark Kaylee. Get you like a real authentic, long-backed, all right, long-backed Kaylee. All right. Not, don't get no nasty mud shark thick. She only, she, she, she thinks she thick, but she wide Kaylee. No, that's not a Kaylee. Get them long-backed, bird-chested Kayleys, all right? They pros, man. They be, y'all think they innocent, man. I'm let's not get off track today. <laughs> Stock factory issue, Kaylee. All right, that's what you want. <laughs> Surfboarded. <laughs> oh, my goodness. My man says, uh, Munu, I can't, pronounce, I can't pronounce your name. He says, surfboarded. You need to get you one of them surfboarded pretty V Kayleys. All right, long-backed, flat-back. All right. <laughs> collarbone on it that one you know what i'm saying when she got the 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 protuberance right here poking out right here in her shoulder bone right there that <laughs> okay let's let's go off let's get back on shout out to you cat and uh you're right man look man look we're, we're giving you the secrets here and i know somebody's gonna say what your broke ass gotta tell us about getting money well i mean i was broke <laughs> i was broker than this if you think i'm broke uh, now I was really broke. All right. Not too long ago, less than 10 years ago, I was broke. I was down and out. I was what you call down and out. All right. I was down and almost out for the count. The, the saving grace of my brokenness is I still had a vehicle that worked. Right. If I didn't have that vehicle, I would have been done. And so the next thing is, so he says, stop Johnson watching. The next thing is, um, what I want to tell you is if you're new here to the series, rich people aren't going to tell you very many secrets, all right? They're not going to spend two hours here telling you stuff for free. Oftentimes, if they have time, they'll give you a six-minute video, all right? And then they're back to making money. But here, we're just trying to help men get through this next phase of their life, all right? Um, and so a lot of times, a rich guy will tell you, uh, this is how I got rich, and they'll skip from this part, and they'll get all the way here, all right? We're telling you here that middle progress, that transatlantic slave trade process. All right, what happened in the middle? All right, give us the details of what happened. How did you make your first 10,000? You know what I mean? They want to tell you how to make your first 100K, how to make your first big business deal. And you're literally sitting right here going, I need $10,000, all right? So uh, this is why we're here, all right? Anyway, yeah, I didn't have a Nissan Altima. I had a freaking Ford Exploder. Here we go. Uh, uh, I, let me go. Let, yeah. OMG Entertainment says there's no shortcuts to building wealth. Not at, at all. Freddie Frappuccino, shout out to the coach gang. If you're investing in crypto seriously, look into getting a hardware wallet like Ledger. It is a USB drive-like device that stores your crypto 
and you can be your own bank. So it's um, um, Ledger is the hardwired device that you're suggesting. So I'm going to go ahead and put that here because I know people have been um, talking about the hardwired devices as opposed to the coded, um, the coded like uh, what, what what am I thinking of? Meta, not Meta. Let me look it up right here. Uh, I'm thinking of oh MetaMask. All right, MetaMask would be a coded, uh, password protected uh, type of uh, application. And then he's saying suggesting to do like Ledger. All right, so uh, check that out. It, it, check that out if you're investing in crypto because right now they're stealing crypto. They're 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 bleeding people's crypto accounts dry. So be careful out there if you are a crypto investor. Isaiah Author says I'm 22. I work out almost every day and I have a full time job and a channel. He says, but sometimes I still feel like I'm being lazy and not working enough. All my validation comes from success, not instead of uh, now, instead of women. Shout out to you and you're ahead of the game, man, bro. I, I feel lazy sometimes, too. And then people are like, damn, how do you do all this stuff? I'm literally, man, I'm, I'm always thinking about how can I get a next level up? It's not like I, I'm, it's not like how do I want to make five dollars? How am I trying to I'm always trying to maximize my my time. So I feel your feeling. Adolf Caesar says, just watch the Van Jones replay. Black men really got to stop all that crying. They do. They do. What's going on with that crying, man? We don't have time for tears. You can have time. You can get that therapy. You can get that out. People are suggesting the reason why women move on or they can get through things is because they cry. Okay. I don't know, man. I've never been a big crier. <laughs> you know what I mean? I've never been a big crier. I've never been big on people crying and women crying. I'd just be like. And oftentimes people cry when they're about to get caught. They don't cry when they're doing stuff or they're, like, they're making decisions that are going to set them back. They don't cry then. I often find people cry when their ass got exposed. All right. And so to me, it's a defense mechanism to get you to back down from laying a hammer and a smack down all that ass. <laughs> uh, somebody says Jason Whitlock brought up the black crying I mean man I was watching the Super Bowl like I told you guys um, I'm watching Aaron, Aaron Donald crying I'm watching Odell Beckham Jr. crying and then I look at uh, the damn MVP of the Super Bowl who then went in there and took 15 slant route hit by linebackers he ain't shed a tear All right, the quarterback that quarterback the team to the Super Bowl win all right. And um, he played 12 seasons for the Detroit Lions, taking lumps and lumps and lumps. He wins the Super Bowl. He's elated. He's like, yeah, this is great. He's calm as hell. And I'm like, brothers, we got to stop this crying ish. And there's a reason why we do that. But we're not going to talk about today, that today. It's crazy, man. Cooper Cup. Yeah, Cooper Cup, bro. He wasn't even crying. And he was in there taking hits, scoring a winning touchdown. He didn't shed a tear. He was just like, yeah, man. OK, yeah. We good. All right. We going to Disneyland. All right. Cut me the check. I got the trophy. Next. Next. Next thing that I got to accomplish. Next thing. I'm on a, I'm on a mission. He's going to talk to his agent, man. Get that contract right. It's crazy, man. OMG Entertainer. Shout out to Coach of the Blue Chip Mindsetters. Turning 30 this Friday. Here's my business life advice. Invest in yourself. Save 100K. Earn 100K. Buy real estate, yes, indeed. Although I, you know, I am, you know, how I am about the houses, but I, I do believe, believe in buying real estate. I do. He says stocks, bonds, cryptos, network with blue chippers and remove poor-minded people from your life. 
Boy, that's a great, that's great advice right there. You should always be, that's priority one. All right. We're going to have to have priorities in this thing. You're listening priority one and two. All right. The thing that most people will refuse to do. That's why they have that article that I mentioned yesterday about net worth of black and brown people in the next 20 to 40 years. They're like, there will be none because not a lot of people invest in land, real estate, corporate, uh, corporate real estate. Not a lot of people have any stocks or bonds. Not even people have a money market trade account. You don't have any of those things. And I always suggest that you guys get those things first and start. That's that's what you do to wake up. Instead of scrolling Instagram booty, we out here looking at our money market account. Even if you got 20 bucks in that damn thing, you're way ahead of the game because you're practicing. You're practicing this and learning about compound interest, learning about long-term investments, learning about owning ownership, ownership. <laughs> he says, I did cry at the child support office. Yeah, I wanted to kick their ass. I'm not, I didn't cry, but I understand the feeling. Let's do a couple more so we get to, uh, we'll do the rest. King King Chris, good morning, coaches. Paying my tuition for the lecture today. Got my Peace, Quiet, and Freedom shirt coming in the mail. Let's go, Coach Gang. Yes, sir. Thank you for being here, King Chris. Coach Junior, what's up, Coach? All these Pookie and Ray Rays who messed up Toronto trying to move out here to Edmonton. Like uh, shoot a nine sideways is a work. Like shoot, I don't know what that means. Shoot a nine sideways is a work skill. How close Edmonton, Alberta? I don't know how close Toronto is to Edmonton, but they all they messed up in Toronto. Now they're trying to come tear up Edmonton. It's crazy. It's crazy, bro. That's what Californians are going to do to Texas. Lee says the blue chip streams are always a treat. Thank you, sir. Cancer email. Good morning, coach. Keep saving lives. This is what we're doing one step at a time. There's a woman in here. She got deleted. What did she have to say? I didn't ever see it. I didn't see what she said. But there's a lady in here. We're here being positive. And here they come. I want to see what she had to say. I want to see what she had to say. Oh, it was a, it was spam. All right. Thank you. Thank you, Sizzo. Who else is in here? Ricky Webster, a man, asked a fairy to make him irresistible to women. She turned him into a credit card. Buzzer, please. Yes, indeed. Shout out to you. Um, Mike Tuna, you changed my whole view on life, coach, because of you in the red pill space. I can now rest and not think or worry about making women happy. I'm not happy. Free agent for life, blue chip <laughs> mindset for life. All right, shout out to you. I'll do the last one, Victor Jimenez. Oh, I'm going to give credit where credit is due to Mike Tuna and also OMG Entertainer for sponsoring today's show. Victor Jimenez also says, should I wait for the market to crash, whether it's be housing stock or crypto before investing 35K that I saved? I don't know, man. It's, it's, it's going to be interesting. If you listen to the people who are out here talking about they're going to raise the rates, they're now saying housing prices are going to go through the roof because um, – because they're building, I don't know, man. It's gonna be. I've been, I've been waiting for the market to crash, honestly. Um, and I would say I would hold off on making a significant investment if you don't want to lose the cash. I would hold off maybe another year, but then you know, what if the housing prices do go up? It's gonna be interesting. I, I think you should. I think you should have a little bit of cash, all right, and and play a little bit of the market just a, just a little bit. Right now, this is going to be a weird time, all right? The people who are going to really win on this one are going to be the people with balls, all right? They have enough to lose. They're, ever, they're leveraged on both sides, all right? That's going to be the people who really win here. All right, so um, 
just start participating little by little. But scare money don't make money. Let me just say this one more thing about Mike Tuna's super chat. All right. One of the things that has really helped me out, but a lot of people don't like is that I don't prioritize women in my life. I don't prioritize women and I have very good relationships with women. People think I have some sort of animosity like relationship with women. I don't. I don't deal with the ones that are wasting my time. I don't deal with women that I feel are low hanging fruit. I like the women that I like. And however I have to deal with them, I will deal with them in that way. I give them a little bit of time. And then I go about my business. And what I've realized is once my money started to improve, once my mindset started to improve, once I realized that women are just a byproduct of success, as Ricky Webster suggested about the joke about he wanted the man wanted to be irresistible to women. And so God turned him into a credit card. What I understand is women often, whether you like it or not, whether they will omit it or not, success brings women. So success brings cooperation. Success brings submission. And I'm and I had to get to the point where I had to accept it. You have to get to the acceptance stage of the five areas of of uh, of your red pill journey. You got to get to acceptance or I also say you can't love women. You can either love women or understand them. You can't do both. I chose to accept and understand. Accept and understand. And it, and I d- basically deal with the women that I that when they, when they're in my company for the short amount of time they're with me, we have a pretty good time, okay? We have a very good time, but then I cut it off, okay? Or or the, they have to run. They have to get their bag and run. Gotta get my bag and run. <laughs> but I said, listen, all of this putting my eggs in their basket is going to be detrimental to me because it's all they can say <laughs> and it blows everything up. Now, I keep giving you the statistics And, um, you know, people keep saying, well, this is just statistics. This is not real life. When I showed you that statistic last night, I mean, how many of you guys were blown away before we get in here? How many of you guys were literally blown away at, um, let me pull this one up. Let me see here. Let's see if I can find it. I'll pull up the statistics. Ah, where is it? Statistics. Oh, here it is. I found it. So now I have to share it. This statistic right here. How many of you guys were blown away? Now, listen, I don't think you can make. I mean, let's just use this as an investment, right? Use this in any area of life. Use this in your judgment. Use this for real estate. You, When you look at that stat, does that make you want to do that thing? I know you might say, well, that 18% represents 23 million. Okay, I believe. 23 million households. In essence, it's 18%, but 23 million is significant, but there's 130 million households. You know what I mean? And so when you do this and you go, hmm, hmm, the likelihood of me making this work is slim to none. U.S. US households with married couples with children, it's a very low percentage. And then if you probably broke this down by race, this probably this chart is probably mostly white people suburban upper class white people okay that's 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 what it is if, if you broke this down and you say okay what does this remaining 17.8 percent reflect this is probably 90 percent of this 17.8 is probably white folks and white folks that have generational wealth all right let's just call it what it is and i don't want to get racial but this chart probably represents very little black community very few of it very few and then also 
of the Latino community partially view, then Asians and whites are at the top. Yeah, there we go. I was just about to get there. Asians and whites are at the top. So let's put it in perspective. What the likelihood of your investment in this type of relationship is, how costly it is if it doesn't work out. And the the reality of it working out is slim to none. It's slim to none. (laughs) All right, so... Whether you like it or don't like it, you better learn to love it or accept it or understand it and put your efforts elsewhere. Try to come up with a new philosophy. I came up with the free agent lifestyle, which is the integration of a lot of things that I learned. And I said, all right, I'm going to put this together. This is my philosophy. Come up with a philosophy on your own. Okay. But um, somebody mentioned this earlier. Bank branches closure hits records. 269 in California shuttered. U.S. bank. Branches closures increased by 38%, a record in 2021, with California leading the nation as the pandemic drives digital banking. So what does this mean? That means we have a new way of living. We have a new way of life. All right. They've been preparing you for this with online bill paying, online bank accounts and such like that. It's hard to be it's hard to even think of a time where you need to even walk into a bank branch. Okay, this means that a lot of people that are in this industry are going to have to find jobs elsewhere or be able to evolve into something else. This is another hint that brick and mortar, I've been saying brick and mortar is going to probably go away by design. A lot of people aren't putting their monies in banks. Banks are going to have to find another way to survive because people are using cryptocurrency or digital currency instead of banks. Okay. So there's a lot going on here, a lot to unpack, but this is for you to realize women aren't that big of a deal in our world right here. This is a big deal. This is where you need to be putting your resources and efforts into preparing for. How about this one? You guys got to watch this documentary called The Men Who Built America. One of my favorite documentaries. If you're into history, it takes traces back to the origins and the beginnings of the wealth building of one John D. Rockefeller, uh, uh, Cornelius Vanderbilt, Andrew Carnegie, Carnegie, uh, Henry Ford, and J.P. Morgan. All right, and uh, what happens is they trace these people's beginning, their humble beginnings, into the wealth that they built it, built, and then over time they were the kings of the Industrial Revolution, impacting the people who sat in presidential seats, also impacting fundraising, philanthropy, also impacting education. These men were the ones who built wealth through the Industrial Revolution, and then they essentially built and were able to control America so much so that they they were the catalyst behind your current educational system, which we call the public school indoctrination camp. These people are the ones who funded the book writing, the research, all of these things. These were the people who uh, organized all of your uh, course curriculums, uh, et cetera, et cetera. These were the people who came up with the historical facts. These are the people who came up with the historical facts that you now lean on as evidence when you're presenting cases. All right. So these were the original people here. But now the reason why this is really interesting is we have a new version of the men who built America. This is why we're going to the digital age. This is why they keep talking about the metaverse. This is why they keep talking about changing uh, curriculum uh, when you're hearing things like what, what what's the thing that they call it with the race thing? Critical race theory. All right. These things are the implementation of the new industrial revolution. Right. And the new 
NWO is here and they're introducing these course curriculums in education. They're introducing your path in order to get you into work, right? Everybody was trained to be part of the industrial revolutionary cog. All right, you were just a cog. Now they're trying to treat you more or less like you're a, a slave, all right? And so, I mean, you were a slave anyway in the industrial revolution, but you very much so will be a digital slave, all right, if you don't get on board and protect yourself first. So the new men who built America are your Bezos. There are your Zuckerbergs. They are your people who came from the descendants of Rockefeller and J.P. Chase and uh, J.P. JP Morgan and Cornelius Vanderbilt, although they don't have any more fortune. But the one guy that is a descendant from uh, Cornelius Vanderbilt is um, is um, what is that dude's name? Anderson Cooper. Mm. Anderson Cooper. So we do have descendants, although he doesn't have a connection to the Vanderbilts, I believe. His mother was a descendant of the Vanderbilts, if I'm not mistaken. All right. And she blew her wealth. But that allowed Andrew. Uh, what's his name? I keep forgetting his name. Anderson Cooper. That allowed Anderson Cooper to get the prominent seat that he has right now. And so in that mindset, he has the mindset of the men who built America. He's a he's a piece of the 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 dissemination or the disinformation uh, of the public. Right. And so it is what it is. All right. So Bezos, Elon Musk, uh, your boy at Facebook. These people are the new men who are building America. And you're in right now, the period we're in right now, which they're going to call the Build Back Better, the Great Reset. This is the new industrial revolution. This is it. You're living in it. You're living this documentary right now. You're in the middle of it. All right? You're in the middle of the big transition right now. And if you understand this, you'll un under if you want to understand what's going on with this, you got to understand that. You're in the middle of it now. These people here, there was a scene in this one in which they wanted to... Um, you know, they they wanted to basically buy a presidential candidate and they bought a presidential candidate, a puppet and put the they put that man in office. I believe it was um, either Rockefeller or Carnegie or Carnegie and um, J.P. Morgan. They got together, which they were rivals and they got together and they were like, you know what? They're not doing the job of of, of the elites. So we'll buy a president. They bought one, put one in there. I believe it was Woodrow Wilson. Did that happen this year? Happened this year. It's it certainly listen. <laughs> Are you a freshman at the university? No, no. <laughs> you look like no. a freshman. <laughs> this is all alleged, by the way. <laughs> this is all alleged. Everything that I'm saying is gonna be allegedly. So um, guys, you're what you go back and watch that film, that documentary, and you'll understand what's going on today. All right, you'll understand what's going on today. Let's give you the points here. Shout out to everybody uh, for, for being here. Uh, reason number one why your bank account will never catch the Holy Ghost, all right? So you want your bank account to catch that Holy Ghost. Uh, reason number one is you're a flat-out hater. You can hate me now, all right? If you are a hater, if you have a hater's mentality, let's go ahead and put up our hater face right here. If you're a hater, you're never going to get your money right. It's never going to work out for you. Life is going to be tragic for you. If you are a hater and you're constantly putting out hater type energy, meaning 
instead of competing, you're a crybaby, okay? This stems from, because typically people are going to say something like this. Hating or hating is a woman's tendency, right? They're going to immediately put it there because typically women can get away with this characteristic. They can get away with this fatal flaw. But one of the seven deadly sins is envy. Envy will kill you. It will eat you up inside. It is like a cancer. And when you see somebody become successful, you hate on them. You do everything you can do to tear them down, to bring them to your level. You would rather wrestle with them like a pig in the mud as opposed to going out to clean yourself up and let that person rise from the ashes or rise from the mud and become what that person needs to become. This is why you don't rarely ever see me getting into a beef, when, especially when people have beef with me because I don't wrestle in the mud with pigs. Especially when I passed you up in every single way. Why would I come backwards to wrestle in the mud? I have nothing to prove. I've already beaten you. And I look back. Even if that person was aid an idol, as Rick Ross says in the song, when your idols become your rivals, okay? They become haters because they see your success. Now, when I see somebody get successful, I get inspired. I'm happy for people. And if I don't, if I do feel a hater tendency come, I will kind of ignore them, all right? I'll just be like, oh man, I, you know what? It's not the time for me to see that person's success because maybe they came in behind me or whatever it is. So I'll, I'll, I'll ignore them for a little while and then I'll come back to enjoy their success. It's okay. It's okay. But you can't allow this tendency to eat you alive because it's going to prevent you from getting your own. Or even when you're getting your own and you're hating on someone else, you can't even enjoy your success because you're too busy hating on someone else. Mm. All right. So the single mother raised tendency, the envy, that festers in you is limiting you. You can't even enjoy your success because you're hating on someone else's success. This is why your money's going to be short. Okay. So try not to be a hater. And the next point I hear, I have here is you lean on your morality. Uh, morality is a judgment call. It's subjective. You might think you're doing the good thing, but, but who says? We have a lot of moral things in our society. You have a moral compass. But I think morality is a weakness for a lot of people because basically it's an, a built in a, an excuse why you should not be successful. Oh, well, the people who do this, TC, they're not good. These aren't good people. They built it off the backs of other people. They killed for that money. All right. Behind every great fortune lies a great crime. These are all things that people say to make them feel good about being poor. Well, the Lord wants us to be poor and Jesus didn't want you to be poor and all of these things, or Jesus didn't want you to be rich. It is better to live. It is, it is easier to go through the eye of a needle, a camel. I can't remember <laughs> for it is easier for a camel to go through an eye of a needle than a rich man to enter the gates of heaven or something like that. Right. And so people will use these things as a reason to why, well, see, this is why you don't want to be rich. Right. Or this is why you don't want to be successful. So a lot of these things are just moral compass. And I often told you a lot of your superheroes have a moral compass that ends up causing people collateral damage. I gave myself the buzzer. Did I give myself the buzzer? I'll give the buzzer. Mm. All right. And so uh, I often tell you Spider-Man, go watch Spider-Man movies, go watch Batman movies. They often will have a moral compass or they will lean on morality in order to uh, uh, they'll make a judgment call as a superhero. Let me blow myself up super screen here. 
And so they'll they'll try to save the hero. They're trying to save society and be the hero. And then they often will do a moral decision in which they will get it wrong. Inevitably, they will get it wrong. And what happens is they spend the entire movie trying to correct the first moral decision that they had. And then even down to the last final battle scene, they will lean back on their morality for just a second. And then they'll say, oh, screw it. <laughs> oh, screw it. Forget it. Let's go ahead and kill him. And then the whole thing, oh, I'm sorry I had to kill him. <laughs> but I had to go back and actually do the thing that I didn't want to do. I had to terminate the person. And it happens all the time. But in between all of that, what happens? Calamity. What else happens? Um, collateral damage. A lot of death. A lot of buildings destroyed. Bridges destroyed. All right? They, they, they destroyed the whole damn city. The whole damn city's destroyed because they want to make a moral decision. See, this is a weakness. And these movies show you that it's a weakness. Almost always, what else does it show? It shows that the 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 anti-hero in which a lot of people uh look at and go the anti-hero is making sense the whole movie <laughs> the whole movie you're looking at thanos like damn <laughs> why don't y'all just do what thanos is doing all right you're like come on anybody that leans to the anti-hero literally sits there and goes well if you did what thanos would do you guys would have a longer over time, it would make sense. Because the anti-hero is dealing with not morality. He actually is trying to make a judgment that's going to help everybody. But some people are going to have to die too. Same amount, of, The same amount of people that died when you made the moral decision and it was collateral damage, the same amount of people are going to die if you just follow the anti-hero. Or what they would call the villain. And so the villain's always speaking from, hey man, this is just, we got to do what we got to do. They're not leaning on morality. And if you just would have been like, all right, do what you got to do, it would have been all right. But the, the, the villain oftentimes is the hero. The villain is the hero. Just like in uh, uh, Killmonger, Black Panther. Killmonger, what he was saying, when Killmonger was preaching, you were sitting back going, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You was like, well, he ain't not wrong. He not wrong. Is he wrong? Is it nice? It's not nice, but he ain't wrong. So um, the other people then had to do what? Oh, let's try to figure out. <laughs> it's crazy. It's, it's basically how it works. But the morality, people who lean on morality all the time for judgment, oftentimes are brokest. They're the brokest. And then they're the ones who end up complaining the most, trying to fix problems with morality. What I'm saying is, I'm not saying being a bad person. I'm not saying be a bad person. I'm not saying you got to take people out. What I'm saying is you got to start looking for what's right about you. You got to be your own anti-hero. You got to be your own uh, moral compass. Not for the rest of the world. This is a waste of time. It's a waste of time to try to fix the rest of the world. What the men who built America did was they built themselves up and then they influenced the world for their own good, not for everyone else's good. So the people like Andrew Carnegie, the people like the Rockefellers, the people like J.P. Morgan, the people like Henry Ford, did they change the world for moral purposes? No. They built the world, they built themselves up, and they changed the world for their purposes. Right? And it served personal them. It served 
for them to get more factory workers. It served for what? It served for them to get more industrial revolutionary cogs. It served for them to educate you in what they thought was important for you to learn the way they wanted to learn it. Pretty simple. It's a pretty simple thing. Is it? Is it the right thing to do? Well, shit, I don't know what to do. What you want to do, run the world or you want to live in a utopia? And somebody has an article about something about they tried to create a mice utopia and it ended up people deleting people, deleting mice. It doesn't work. There's no utopianism. There's no utopianism, you guys. This is never going to be a wonderful place. And it never was. Everybody wants to have revisionary history. We'll get to the super chats here. But everybody looks at the land that, that the, the, the that the Europeans stole from the natives, the native blacks, the native Americans here, what they would call the Indians falsely. And everybody says, oh, it was fine before the Europeans got here. False. <laughs> it was not fine. It was not a utopia. People weren't just sitting by the river watching a buffalo roam, smoking the peace pipe. They were at war. They were at war, and they were warring with each other. They were fighting, cutting people's heads off, scalping, you know what I mean, creating weapons, fighting. They were doing just as much goofy stuff as the people that came over here and did goofy goofy stuff too. So same thing about people in Africa. Oh, we were just fine in Africa, not doing anything, just minding our own business, and then here come the Europeans. False. That's false too. All right. There were chiefs and tribes, and there were people that had um uh people that warred with each other that were black. <laughs> dark people were warring against other dark people. Territory, land were uh land turf issues, disputes, all of that. All of that. But we don't live in that world and we never will. Now, if you do want to live in that world and go watch. Uh, women that don't wear bras and got droopy, saggy titties and girls that get pregnant when they 12 and 13 and you want to get in there and put a plate in your lip. All right. If you want to live in that world, go ahead and live in that world. I don't see people running to live there, though. <laughs> I don't see you running there. There's plenty of places where it's third world. Take your ass there. But I never see people running over there. Do you ever see that? Do you ever see them running over there? They stay their ass right here and complain. Mm. You can go into French Guyana right now with Jim Jones, and you can have all of that utopia if you want. And just don't drink the Kool-Aid, and you'll be fine. Are you running there? Mm. Nope, you're not. You're staying your ass here because you got air conditioning. You're staying your, here, your ass here because you get to participate in the rat race. You're not running to Africa anytime soon. I don't see none of you guys do there. And then if any of you guys do, you start crying over there. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> my new brothers go over there and they start crying. Oh, my God. <laughs> my people. They be looking at you like. <laughs> they stand over there looking at you like this. Uh, when you come over there, I connect to you. You're my people. They looking at you like this. They like my people. You not in my tribe. <laughs> and like, hmm, damn, this person emotional as hell. <laughs> All right, let's get into these super chats. Oh my goodness. Everybody over here talking about they people and they sit they ass right here and never go over there. 
All right, here we go. <laughs> Where are we at? Eric Smith says, hey, coach, how do you deal with a longtime friend that you realize are not a good influence on you, holding back, holding you back in life? Um, what you have to do is you have to create the distance. All right, start distancing yourself. You don't have to tell them they're bad, right? You don't have to tell them you're not a good influence on me. Just start creating things, um, creating situations where you can't be with them. You know what I mean? Um, you know, you can hang out with them and watch the football game. And when the football game is done, probably dismiss yourself from the situation before the lack, the lack of good influence follows you. But um, these people are good, good in your life. Let them follow you on social media. Let them see you doing well. Uh, but um, you slowly pull yourself away from these people. All right, slowly pull yourself away from these people. These people aren't going to be good for you. You can distance yourself, but you don't have to tell them they're assholes. You know what I mean? All right, what you do is you go, hey, I'm going to start dealing with myself or other people, put myself in the uh, driver's seat of my own life as opposed to hanging out. So, um, you know, got to get around the right, right people. Simon Small, thank you for another blue chip live stream. Hashtag free agent for life. Eddie says, when I prioritize women, it only drained my bank account and distracted me from my goals. In 2022, it's about gaining skills and money. And he saved up the 17K. Good job, man. All right, you want to have that safety net, then that'll allow you to actually, you, you get some breathing room. You need, you need some breathing room. And that liquidity will give you breathing room. It will let you live a life that not a lot of people have 17K. <laughs> not a lot of people have 17K saved up. You know what I mean? And that will give you a little bit of breathing room to where you're like, all right, now I can see what, what type of decisions I need to make to parlay this. You don't have to double it, but you can parlay that. So congratulations, man. Um, you know, if you're on a tight budget, the best thing you can do is eliminate women, man. I mean, that's simple, super easy. Stop dating. Stop dating. I think broke dating is a crime. I think, and I used to broke date. I used to broke date. Man, it was so painful. It was like pulling teeth, broke dating. And this goes for men and women, by the way. Women who broke date are criminals. Okay, women who broke date are criminals. All right, I, I, I think you're a criminal. I think you're a thief, a leech. I think you're a vulture. I think you're subhumane. Because you're only dating because you're broke. That's why. <laughs> you're only going on dates because you're broke. You're not to be trusted. I don't know, man. Am I, am I making sense here? And I think men who broke date are delusional. <laughs> Bottom feeders is another word that I can come up with. Stop dating. Men and women, stop dating broke. But half of your problems is because you're out here broke dating. All right? And this isn't a, yeah, you're only going to do what? You're mooches, you're a criminal, you're a leech. Okay, get your life right first. And then I, because I swear to God, I go to people's houses and then I look up. I remember when I was broke dating, I would go over other broke dating women's houses and be like, holy shit, man almighty. This is how you live? I'm, not, I'm broke and I don't live this horrible. <laughs> Goodness, get a bed frame for that mattress. Get a headboard or something. You're on dates and you ain't got no headboard on your bed. <laughs> I mean, just the simple things in life. It's the simple things in life we forget. You got a damn air mattress and you out here dating. You know, dude, I was dating and I didn't even have a car. I was renting cars dating. 
I said, I gotta put the stop to this. Cause I was doing, I was, I was dating people that I wouldn't even give a chance today. I wouldn't even let them come and slob on my knob. Nope. Because I'm like, no. <laughs> broke dating should be a crime. If you're broke, last thing you need to do is date. All right. Eliminate that immediately. I don't know what to tell you. He says there's different levels of broke dating. All right, Simon Small, thanks for another blue chip last year. Shout out to you, Eddie. Said I got you, man. Joseph Jones. Oh, did I answer your question the other day on uh, Ask Coach Greg Adams? I think I did. Shout out to you. He says uh, never gonna have justice on stolen land. KRS one. Yeah, man. I mean, everybody's land is stolen. I mean, everybody lands is stolen right now. I mean, at this particular point, we've been everybody's been stealing land. We just grew up in a time where the Europeans were dominant. They have a 400, 500 year stretch. They stole everybody's land <laughs> because they were good at boating. They went and pillaged and, and, and graped everybody's land. Um, at some particular point, that's going to have a swing in the opposite direction. But um, I wouldn't celebrate it. I, I wouldn't celebrate that. You know why? Because there'll just be a new leader for 500 years, like AKA China. You know, everybody wants white people to always be punished. <laughs> y'all need to be punished for y'all crimes. Okay, but what's going to happen is the new punisher is going to be here. <laughs> and it ain't going to be black people. All right, the new punisher is going to be here. And we're going to be speaking Mandarin or Cantonese. Okay? And then and then 400 years later, y'all going to be mad. You know what I mean? Y'all going to be mad at the Asians. It's what It is what it is, guys. Come on, man. We live in the period of European dominance, and it's ending. It's it's coming to an end, uh, slowly but surely. And um, we're just going to have, you know, I, I don't even know why people even, like, harp on it. England owned two-thirds of all land, all the way from the Samoan, the the uh, the cultures of the, what they would call the Pacific Islanders here. But the Samoan people and all of them, your Europeans took their land, too. New Zealand, I don't know if you guys know, New Zealand wasn't a white area. It was a, um, it was an area of the, I'm getting the people's name wrong. I, I, I need to get their name right. The um, Polynesian is the name that I needed to come up with. It was the name of the Polynesian, it was the area of Polynesia called Auckland. Auckland. It was the Aboriginal. They came from the descendants of Polynesia. The Auckland was um, Polynesian. And then they, the white people came in. All right, somebody's saying the Maui people. All right, and so even all the way to Tahiti, all the way into Hawaii. All right, Hawaii was the same area, the same region. Europeans came and got that too. All right, so this is the age we live in. And at the next people who get their dominant time, you know, uh, in the Mediterranean, it's always switched. The Egyptians had it, then the Greeks had it, then the Romans had it, then the Maori, the 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 the, the Moorish people had it. They took over parts of Europe. Everybody's going to have their chance, but the next people that have it, oh, uh, the next people who have it is probably going to be China. Y'all going to be mad at China. They're going to be the new Europeans. 
for 500 so years. So let's get over it. I'm just letting y'all know that's where it's going. All right. If y'all want to do something different, let me know. <laughs> it is what it is. Y'all waiting for white people to blow. Oh, white people are going to be punished. Y'all going to be punished with them too. Same thing as we want women to be punished for their crimes of accepting feminism. Well, in that, men, we're going to be punished along with them. When, when women go down, we're going down with them. <laughs> when the blood is shed, women aren't going to get no bloodshed. We're going to be the ones getting the bloodshed. When they're selling peace leave in the middle of the street, we're not just going to be sitting up buying it. We're going to be sitting there trying to survive. Dude's going to be getting clapped death by simp over some peace leave. I'm just letting y'all know. All right. I was just, he was just quoting that. I just thought what it, what, what it was. All right. Kaylin Ferguson says death is better than bondage. Killmonger. I agree. Death is better than bondage sometimes. <laughs> All right, here we go. All right. Uh, so uh, Ricky Webster says a big shout out to you coach for your insight for always uh, starting the, the show on time and for always Reading the super chats, French toast props do. I don't know how people don't read the super chats. I know it takes a lot of time and it breaks up the rhythm, but I'm like, y'all don't even read y'all super chats? Like, why are y'all super chatting? I'm curious as to why y'all super chat and they don't read the super chats. Like, people do, okay, I don't know. Maybe there's something I don't know here. And the next barbarian, let me see. If y'all thought Europeans were barbaric, Oh, my goodness. You got to have a name to question me. You got to have a name to question me. Don't come in here questioning me, talking shit, and your channel name don't even have a name on it. Your name it doesn't even have a name on the channel. And no, no damn, you don't even have nothing on your channel. Don't come over here. All right, let's get in here. Reason number two. Did I even put up the slide for reason number one? I did. Oh, I did. Reason number two. And the reason why we do this is I, I'm trying to get people to wake up. The only color that matters in the blue chip mindset is blue and green and red, right? Blue, green, red. I don't care about any other color. I don't care about nationality. I care about that green or you would call digital currency, currency. I care about the red pill and I care about the blue chip mindset. Anything else is uncivilized. I don't care. All right, self-defeating attitudes. So let's talk about this, self-defeating attitudes. What tends to happen is you get in your own way. You defeat yourself before anyone else can defeat you. You might not think that this is for you. You're like, hey, man, I don't like this. And you might say something like, I don't like capitalism. Capitalism isn't fair. It's barbaric. It doesn't help people. It, it, it tramples on the low. It keeps them into indigenous over two. I'm letting you know right now, guys, if you did use that as a, uh, uh, as a way to defeat yourself from getting what you want out of this life, you're essentially just volunteering for slavery, uh, sl volunteering for slavery. You're volunteering for poverty. This is your one life. You're pushing forward. So you got to make sure you don't get in your own way defeating yourself. You might think it's impossible. You might think it's against you for any other thing, gender, race, class, status, whatever it is. You might say, well, I don't want money or I don't want successful life because bad people are going to be attracted to me. This is true. This is true. When you get more money, more people will see you as a target, not just women, 
but criminals, not just criminals, but people who are looking to steal your money. Okay. Which are criminals. All right. People that are in business that want to beat your business, people that want to join your business in order to infiltrate it and take your business over. This is called a what? A hijack. This is called a, um, where they do it, uh, a corporate raid. This is called when the people come up in your corporation and then they, they vote you out, right? This is what happens, okay? And so when you get into a position, just realize that people are going to start looking at you as a mark. Hostile takeover is what I was meaning. Yeah, the hostile takeover, which they say, yeah, man, let's build your business up. And then slowly but surely, they, they take it over from within and they get you booted out of your own company. This part of business. It happens. And so some people say, I don't want that to happen. I'll just stay here and then just be, I'll just stay here and be broke to prevent that. Okay, well, that's what you choose to do. That's what you choose to do. Or you can find ways to avoid that. You can find ways to uh, filter that out. Same thing with gold diggers. All these gold diggers are going to want me. Okay, well, you could probably, that's going to happen, right? That's going to happen. Women who are apex predatory people will find their way to you when they realize you have money. Just don't put yourself in a situation where you can get clapped or you can get robbed because they will have their Chads and Tyrones rob you or their Pookies and Ray Rays, not Chad and Tyrones. They will have their Pookies and their Ray Rays and their Brads rob you because they're loyal to them. They're not loyal to you. So find a way not to get robbed by them. Take their cell phone, Justin Bieber, their ass. Soon as you come in, cell phone away. No, no, you ain't going to come in the corner in the bathroom and call nobody over here. All right, and leave the slide unlocked. No, you're not going to do that. You're going to come up here, give me that peace leave, and then I'm going to kick your ass out. All right, so there's ways you can do it. Somebody says, I stay strapped. Stay strapped. Protect yourself. Don't trust these hoes. When you have money, you can't trust women. You can't trust anybody. The other thing that's going to happen is people are going to sue you left and right. That's another thing. Somebody just mentioned it. When you get money, they're going to sue you left and right. So, they know litigation costs, and a lot, a lot of not a lot of people will want to be litigated against. Some people will just pay a, a money just to end the litigation. So this is how leeches work. Most people become leeches. So if you use these things, well, see, that's why I don't want money. You're going to defeat yourself before you get there. You got to accept that. That's a part of the rise, and try to get things in place to protect yourself against that as you uh, as you increase. People are going to always say. People are going to also say what they're going to say. You stole their idea. We see this in the manosphere. Nobody owns these ideas. Nobody owns talking points. But then people start saying, you stole my talking point. See, those are haters. Those are female tendency men. Those are people who are self-defeating. Those are people who don't own anything. And then they want to come after you because you're successful. And then tell everybody, um, they, you stole my idea. Self-defeating. Self-defeating, hater, hater, energy, uh, envious people that really can't do anything with the position that they got. They're limited, so then they have to put everything on themselves. See, he stole my great idea, right? These are self-defeating attitudes. These are things that you, uh, that are in your own way. You yourself are in your own way of your own progress. So try to get rid of those self-defeating attitudes. Same thing is about race. Uh, you know, these things keep coming up. Well, this is what they want us to be, okay? It's not a secret. One of the super chatters just mentioned it. It's not a secret of how you obtain wealth, okay? It was OMG Entertainer. Let's go back. Let me see if I can put this up here. Uh, let's see if I can show this. 
where's all my super chats on this screen? Let me see if I can find out comments. I might not be able to put it up on the screen. No, it's too far back. I can't put it up on the summer jam screen, as they say. Don't be the next contestant on that summer jam screen. Um, I'm going to tell you, I don't care if you're a woman listening to me, a man or whatever. I want you to listen to this. This is how you yourself become somewhat wealthy. And wealthy in this country doesn't make, make a lot of money. It doesn't mean a lot of money. I'm trying to see if I can find it. Um, I can't find it to put it up. See, what people want to do is, uh, oh, that comes up in a later point. But you want to, you want all of your people to be wealthy. That's not a right way to do it, guys. I'm telling not in this system. It's not a right way to do it. I can't find it. It's too far back. But I'll read it. OMG Entertainer said, this is what he said. He said, shout out to the blue chip and the coach and the blue chip mindsetters. He says, um, here's my business life advice. Invest in yourself. Invest in yourself. Invest in yourself. All right. Not the whole hood. I'm very much mortified at the people who are trying to raise the hood up. And you live in an apartment with that yellow ass light. <laughs> right. I'm watching people and they're telecasting on other people's show. Man, what they need to do, man, for our people. And you got a little ass apartment in that yellow ass light. What the hell is going on with that damn light? <laughs> Why don't you get yourself up first before you start talking this gibberish? Okay, what in the hell? <laughs> Y'all be in the hood in misery, in decay, in death. Talking about what we need to damn do. No, what you need to do is get them damn cockroaches off your damn wall. That's what you need to do. You need to stop putting mouse traps in the side of your refrigerator. All right. You, that's what you need to do. All right. Get yourself. <laughs> uh, anyway, I'm just saying. Get yourself up first. Good Lord, have mercy. How are you going to help other people and you can't even help yourself? I mean, I'm mortified. I'm sitting there like, wow. Did you get the best asbestos out of your damn apartment yet? You live in a slumlord. Come on, man. I'm not judging. But what I'm saying is, if I wanted to be in a position to help people, right, and help people, understanding is not going to get it, right? I'm not going to get you to just be like, all right, everybody understand. We need to help each other. Let's go. And it ain't going to never happen, Okay. Let's get your life up first, please. It's mortifying, man. I'm like, damn, you spare it. This is a spell of like raid and all. You spray a raid all in there. You got an ant infestation problem. It's just like, wow. You can't do it. You can't do it that way. I don't care, man. And then he says, save 100K. If you haven't seen 100K in your bank account, it's life changing It when it happens. Um, not that you want to have 100K. I've seen receipts of people with, I mean, I've had 100K in my bank account at one particular point. Um, I've seen receipts of people with one account and have 100K. And they have multiple accounts. <laughs> Shout out to who, uh, somebody, on uh, Eric M. on PayPal. He says, ain't no womanist in line for the lifeboats. Nope. They're not going to save you. So save 100K. 
earn 100K. Once you earn 100K, you're in the top 10, 15% of people, of earners in this country. So you would be considered rich at 100K. You're considered rich. You, you would have to be. You're a target at that particular point. Because not a lot of people are even sniffing close to 100K a year. They're not even close to it. And some people, most, most of them don't even think 100K is possible. They're like, there's no way. Because they don't have enough hours. They're trading, they're trading uh, time for money. And the time that they're trading for money, it's a set amount. I make $15 an hour. One day, I want to make $20 an hour. And then if you just calculate that, they'll never be at 100K like that. They'll never be at 100K. The way you get there is become a producer, produce a product, create a service that multiple people can use that makes best use of your time, meaning you could be across the airways. You could be worldwide instead of nationwide. You could be nationwide instead of local. And you can have investments. That's how you get over that hump. But if you're going, I'm going to make 15 and then 20 and then 30, you ain't going to make 100K. It's going to take you a long ass time. Okay. So buy real estate. This is simple. So let's raise our people up. First thing we need to do is buy real estate. Primarily in areas where the real estate value is pretty high or it won't decline. You want to save your people, get out of that yellow light apartment smelling like raid and buy some real estate. You'll help your people immediately. You can help them immediately. But if you're waiting for people to give you real estate, they need that. They stole our land, right? Okay. Yeah. Okay. But, but they still selling pieces of that land though right now, right now they're selling pieces of that land right now. You can go to Wyoming, get some land, a lot of it for $18,000. I don't know what you would do with it. But you got land. Okay, move over there then. Put your own water well in there. Okay. Take your people over to Wyoming. Now, you don't want to do it. Nah, it's too cold. I don't want to do it. The land is cheap. It's away from everything. The infrastructure, my job. Okay, shut up. That means you need help. Okay. They'd be like, that's white people. Land. That's a white people land. Again, get out of your own way. Self-defeating attitudes. If you want it land, go get it. There's no good land in Southern California that you can pick up. There's none. And I don't care if they stole it previously from someone else. You ain't getting any. You're not getting any. All right, so go get some. And then he also said stock, bonds, crypto. So if you have no stocks, no bonds, no crypto, no E-Trade, no, no American trade account, Ameritrade account, how are you going to help your people? If they don't have any stocks, bonds, or crypto, how are they going to help each other? If they don't have businesses and are self-sufficient, how are they going to help each other? You can keep coming up with excuses, but you're defeating, you're stepping in front of yourself. He says, network with blue chippers. All you know are pookies. Remove poor-minded people from your life. Hey, guys, poor people are poor for a reason. And a lot of them remain poor for a reason. Trust me, it is very simple to see once you remove yourself from it. Self-defeating attitudes, all right? Um, you're not helping everybody. I need to, he says, you stole my excuses. All right, there's only so many people that you can help. I want you to pick three people that you can help. Everybody else ain't on this train. As, and as, you, as I always tell people, this train is leaving the station. You either on or off. Got to get my bag and run. <laughs> there we go for some sound effects. 
Find three people that you can help and limit it at three. Okay. And if you have children, those are part of your three. If your mother don't make the list, she don't make the list. Okay. If it's not a 304 that you want to help, forget about it. Me, myself, and I. <laughs> exactly. So for me, it's my two children and me. That's the three that I picked. Everybody else, I don't care. I, I don't have time for this shit. <laughs> and my mom didn't make the list. Hey, sorry, moms. I'll throw a couple of dollars away, but it is what it is. You know, now I'll, if I'm in a better position, I can add more people. But right now, the only three people that matter is me and my two, ch two children. That's the only people I'm, I'm looking at or planning to help. Everybody else. But I think if everybody took that action, then we'd actually be able to help each other. All right. But most people don't. We're always like, we need to help these 1 million people. Nope. Get the hell out of here. You can't, Are you kidding me? Hell no. I'm not helping 1 million people because I don't know what the hell they did to get in that position. But I know it ain't good. All right. Um, this is the blue chip mindset. Blue chip mindset people don't help 100 people. They don't. I swear to God. Miles Chumley on the cash app for money. He says for the money, money, the power, money in the power and money in the power. Yes. I ain't falling short. I got the money in the power. Somebody said, what about my baby mom? My baby mom is done. I really don't. I ain't trying to help her out at all. She gets no help from me. All right. Uh, people got to be very loyal to me to receive help from me for real. But that's just how I do it. Um, I am the anti-hero of this. I'm not trying to help everybody else for their own purposes, right? Well, who else in here? Shout out to uh, Eugene Morgan. No one knows more about cutting off toxic friends than me. Never tell them they are bad friends and always maintain some form of contact, just very little. Trust me, I'm a master at this, 100%. All right, I'm a, I'm a master at that too. Um, I'm not a very social person either, so... It doesn't matter. I'm like, oh, you know, you can always find friends. Friends are easiest thing to find in this world. All right. Billingsley Meister says, just waiting for the cyber attack to happen. It will really force us on the crypto digital standard. Uh, trying to get this Swedish citizenship in the meantime, watching the U.S. apocalypse from the outside. So you're on the outside looking in. It's going to be interesting what's going on in our country. A lot of big changes. All right. Um, yeah, one of the biggest downfalls of, 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 of men who have gotten money, and just believe me, man, men of color have gotten a lot of money and they pissed it away. Uh, Will Smith, before he was Will Smith the actor, he was Will Smith the DJ and Jazzy Jess, Jeff and the Fresh Prince Will Smith, and he lost all his money helping people that just leached from him. Allen Iverson did the same thing. MC Hammer did the same thing. He was like, I'm going to help these people and I'm going to give them money and I'm going to give them opportunities. What did they do? They leached. They leached off of them and it cost them all their money. They would take them to the, to the, to the foot locker. Everybody get a pair of shoes. And guess what? When they didn't have no more money to spare. Oh man, you did. Forget it, man. <laughs> Forget it. It's not going to work. I don't know why people do that, but I think they're doing that because they have an attitude of self-defeat. You're not going to help everybody. Uh, Mike Tyson did it the same way. 
You're not helping. Fetty Wap did it too. You're not helping by everybody up by giving them the money. Giving people money is the worst way to help a person. It is the worst way to help a person. All right. Teach them how to fish, right? What is the whole quote about fishing? If you teach a man how to fish or feed a man a fish for a day, he's for a day. Teach him how to fish, he's for life. Mass man, salute to CGA. You're a great help to men. Black media reports that black male self-deletion is on the highest amongst males. He says, so CGA, never let them tell you you aren't necessary for this crazy climate of men. 100%. There was something else somebody sent me, and they were like, this is why we need you here, <laughs> all right? Okay, because you can, people can see what they want to see. Men are in a very tough time. This is the toughest time to be a man in any time since uh, probably Vietnam, the, the draft. We just don't have the all out where we're sacrificing ourselves for war purposes. We're sacrificing ourselves in the street. The media doesn't have anything for us. Everything's about empowerment for other people. Um, the media is showing, especially black men, in a very negative light. And I'm not talking about that they're criminal. Like they're they're intentionally not showing you the criminal stuff, and they're showing you how you're not giving given opportunities. That's false. You're choosing not to get the opportunities. Just be honest with yourself. Are you really putting yourself in the proper position to get opportunities? If you are, I get it. There's there's times when you do and you don't get the opportunity, but uh, they're showing you out to be just big crybabies. They ain't giving us stuff and they ain't giving us stuff. How about you create your own? When, when did creating your own become difficult? I mean, it becomes difficult, but when did creating your own become impossible? I just don't get that. Okay, create your own football league. Make your own team. Buy your own team. Get everybody together. I mean, there's a lot of people with enough money to buy. Oh, the ownerships have to approve. Okay, uh, make your own league. Make a rival league. There's ways you could do around it. I mean, come on. They ain't letting us in. If you had, if you had enough rappers put their money together and create their own league and get the 75% of players to move over there, get just a portion of them to move over there. Well, they won't let us, okay? Again, somebody just mentioned it. Risk is how people get rewarded. Big risk, big reward. But what people don't want to do is risk. You don't want to risk anything, but you want to let everybody else risk, every ride on everybody else's money, and then make decisions with their money. Yeah, I'm not with that. I'm not with that. Ice Cube did the same thing, right? The Rock owns the XFL. Ice Cube owns his own basketball league. You know what I mean? And Ice Cube gets to now say, you're the coach. You're the players. But you got to be brave. You got to take the risk. You got to have the balls. No risk, no reward. And what people want to do is just go out there and just blame everybody, take no risks, and then spend everybody else's money up. And then tell people they, they don't deserve to spend the money that they how they want to spend it. Come on, man. I, I don't know what we're doing here. Mike D says, a saying I've heard that sticks with me and rings true. Rich people get paid to talk. Poor people talk for free. Sound advice to keep away from drama. I love that one. 
I'm going to get on with point number three. But yeah, rich people get paid to talk, right? Uh, people, there's a moral compass. Going back to point number one, you lean on morality. People will tell you that you shouldn't be getting supported. You should be doing this for free. I'm going to tell you something. Never let somebody tell you what you should be doing for free. You should be giving us information for free. No, that, dude, this is not. I feel bad for people, man. That's no way in hell <laughs> that you should be doing something where people lean on the information and you should be absolutely giving it away for free, not for a long time. That is that moral compass stuff that people use to guilt you into doing something. And then what happens is, let's just say, I had a moral compass or I, I went their way. You're right. I should not be charging for this. I shouldn't have any coaching services. I shouldn't be collecting super chats. You're right. Let's just say what happens is after time, people get tired of me. I lose my audience or YouTube says no more for you. No more monetization. And then I go broke. You know what? Then I'll have to be doing what? I'll have to be turning tricks like some of your civil rights leaders who went broke trying to live morality and nobody was there to save their asses. QEP Newton. Malcolm X, et cetera. You name them, you name them. Martin Luther King, killed, sniped, having orgies. Nobody cares about you then when you're dead. Where was the support then? When Martin Luther King starts saying, hey, we need our own land. We need to go take some of these land grants. And they capped him. What happened? Y'all let him get killed. When Malcolm X allegedly was trying to go out there and get funding after he left the nation and he had to go out there and meet with white men in private, allegedly. To get some money, what happened? Were y'all there to save him? Nope. When Huey P. Newton got hooked, shot up and hooked on crack and then ruined themselves, where were y'all at then? <laughs> that morality went out the window. Morality didn't save you. Poor people that need the help can't save you when you go poor. So make your money. If I'm going to do this, I got to make some money doing it. He said some blacks aren't like, aren't like this coach. Some. But too many are. And this is why you got to distance yourself. Join the Beano Nation. They will step right over your cold dead body and put a mural up. What happened to Nipsey Hussle? Oh, man, they was at the funeral shouting. Oh, let's paint something on the wall for him. Can't help him. He dead. Tupac dead. Biggie dead. Whitney Houston dead. Michael Jackson dead. Prince dead. <laughs> dead, 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 dead. <laughs> and they claim they love you. Go with people that can help you. All right. Last one. Pop Smoke dead. Dead. People, they, they just let your ass die. All right, reason number three why your bank account ain't never going to catch the Holy Ghost is you're waiting on someone else to give it to you. You're waiting for someone else to give it to you. You're waiting for people to feel guilty and give you your land back for all the original Aborigines or for all the original uh, people that were here that were dark-skinned, for all the original natives, for all the Mexicans that got pushed out from Texas and California and Arizona and New Mexico. All right, you guys are waiting for people to give it back, for them to feel guilty. You're right. We'll give it back. Nope. <laughs> You're waiting for somebody to give you the secret to success. You know what? I made it. I'm going to give you the secret to my success. 
It's never going to happen. And I know this. You should know it. It's never going to happen. All right. Any argument to give anything back and then you say, well, they gave these people some. You're going to be standing there with your paw out for a long time. You're going to be like this. And it's going to be like this. Um, if you're waiting for millionaires to tell you how to do this, the, the only way you can do it is get close to them. And this is what they call an apprentice. People who are apprentices oftentimes can learn under people who have money and then see them do it on a daily day-to-day pro -day process, day-to-day -day basis, and then you can repeat that effort. But not a lot of people want to become apprentices. Not a lot of people are willing to do that. I think uh, Walter Fresh was an apprentice. He was an apprentice more or less for uh, Grant Cardone at one particular point. And that shows you why he has what he's kind of able to do what he does, because he was willing to take that step to be an apprentice. But you see apprenticeship as, no, I'm not getting paid, so I'm not going to do it. Or I'm not going to put myself around rich people because, no, I don't have the time. I got to work. I can't do that. I don't have time to learn. All I am going to do is do like the Industrial Revolutionary, uh, Industrial Revolution did, teach you one subject and become good at it. Teach you one skill, become good at it. That's what the Industrial Revolution brought, uh, brought us. Before that, people did a variety of things. And we didn't need that much money to get by. You only need a couple pieces of silver or gold. Okay, but um, if you're waiting for somebody to give you the secret to success, what, you, what you'll do is this. Um, you have to understand, so many people are saying Illuminati and all of this stuff. Hey, it's, it's, tr it, it's true to the extent that there's an elite class in our country and our world. And the reality is they got a lot of money and they want more of it because money equals power. Money equals influence. It doesn't mean that they want another purse, a bag, or a Porsche. They could care less about that. This is why they are constantly competing. This is why moral people don't understand. Why do rich people need all this money? Because they want power. They want influence. They want status. They want legacy. They want generational wealth. They want to repeat the process. They're going, they're doing me, myself, and I. And they see you as less than. This is why they're always trying to get rid of you. <laughs> because they're looking at it like in 500 years, I want my people to be in power. You're looking at tomorrow. They're looking at 500 years. And they look at you. They want to get rid of you. They literally like you guys are leeches, parasites, blood suck. I mean, I'm just telling you how they think. I'm not calling you that. <laughs> not calling you that they see you as you're just you know what i mean if we can't get slaves out of you we'll let you kill, kill yourself do whatever you want we'll drop off bricks and guns in the neighborhood kill yourself they don't care <laughs> flappy laughing they see you as less than you know what how how can we get rid of you people we can't use you <laughs> Now, the only time you can see that is if you have the idea, uh, have the mindset of an anti-hero. I have a kind of a, he says, lay these crates down. Let them jump on top of these crates. Give them things to distract them. Give them Instagram. Like, do something with these people. They don't care. If you're waiting for them to care for you, 
If you're waiting for them to give you something to get to catch to their level, to catch up to them, you're going to be waiting. They're never going to do it. I know that. So I, I know that. And I typically go, all right, all right. So I'm in this for myself. Okay, I'm going. Mm. <laughs> all right. What do I need to do to get it here? And then you Mickey Mouse people, <laughs> you ham and eggers, you fall for it, hook, line, and seeker. And then the next week, you come back, hey, we poor. Y'all doing the Dougie. Y'all be out here doing the Dougie. And then the next week, you talking about oppression. They hate you. They, they don't like you. They, they're literally like, these people, what do we need to do to literally... <laughs> And so what I'm telling you is I, I just want you to get the mindset of um, suburban people. They hide behind gates and they move away from the city because of you. They literally live behind security guarded gates and complexes to hide from you. So you, they don't have so you don't have access to them. They literally buy tickets on the floor seat right on the floor. They when they go to an arena. They get in a suite or they buy tickets on the floor and have private entries into the arena that you'll never access just so you don't access them. <laughs> they spend $20,000 on season tickets so they can get a discount and be in, in parts of the arena that you'll never get to. Meanwhile, you're over here going, trying to make them feel guilty for having access to this. Uh, one of these two things are bad. Maybe both of them are bad, but let me just tell you something. They're not giving away their sideline seats for you. They're not going to do it. They're not going to move back to the city and give up their suburbs for you. You are probably going to destroy it. And I'll, I don't know. I'll tell you one more thing. They're not going to let you move into their neighborhood either. They'll try to find a way to block you from even moving into their neighborhoods. Now, you can not like this. I understand. Is this the way to live? Yeah. Is this the way to be humanity? No. Is this the moral thing to do? No. But I can't change it. I can't change it. There's a pro-black in here. Coach, if hating your own race was a person, I don't care about race. I don't care about it until it impacts me. I mean, I don't care. Look, I don't care about you and your race. Let me just tell you that. I don't care about you individually in your race. I don't care because I don't even know your name. Your name is Duraco O'Block. Who cares? Okay. I care about your name more than your race. Okay. Let me tell you something. This, this is not a race war. It's not a gender war. It's a financial war. <laughs> what am I going to do? Raise everybody up together? I'm giving you facts right now that you won't even use. Because you're so worried about race. You're so worried about gender. Nobody cares. This is class war. This is a financial war. You better get used to it. You better get used to it. Or you're going to perish. You're going to be 60 years old sounding miserable. I don't have time for all of you people. I don't. I don't have time for all men. I don't have time for all black people. I don't have time for all white people. I don't have the time. You know why? Because I'm not even worried about, it's not even a worry to me until it's a worry. What I'm worried about 
is where the money's going. Look, watch this. I'll give you another example here. And I'd really be trying to tell black people with this information. And they constantly doing what? Getting in our own way. Watch this. Watch point number two. Self-defeating attitudes. I'm really trying to help you. I really am trying to help you. Has Oprah given you anything? I'm going to ask you that. Has Oprah done anything for black people? She's helped more white people than black people. More, more than likely. She's probably destroyed more black families than white people. Oprah's giving you nothing. Here's the next thing right here. You're leaning on morality. You wanted to drag me back like a crab in a bucket on this race thing. You're constantly trying to do it. And I constantly tell you, it's never going to work. You're never going to get me to go, oh, yeah, never going to get, you're never going to do it. You're only hurting yourself. Um, yes, uh, somebody talked about Jay Chappelle. Dave Chappelle is doing what rich people are doing. He ain't doing nothing for black people. What he did was they're trying to take Dave Chappelle land and turn it into public uh, uh, Section 8 type uh, land for to help people come into his land. And he don't want to do it. Is he hurting black people? No, he's protecting his money because this is a class war. And he knows it's going to lower his property value. So he did basically what white people have been doing and he complained about previously, but now he's doing it. <laughs> Isn't that interesting? Dave Chappelle's going, wait a minute. You mean you're going to bring those Negroes in my community? Hell no. He was like, why? Because I'm invested in this and it's going to lower my property value. See, what you'll have to understand is once people of any race get to the top, they will be concerned with who? Me, myself, and I. Dave Chappelle now knows what it's like to be a racist against his own people. And is it bothering him? It ain't bothering him one bit. <laughs> he was like, what? Do what to who? Oh, hell no. Not on my land. You see what I mean? You see what I mean? It comes full circle when the money's in your hand. But when you ain't got no money, the only thing you can lean on is what? Oh, it's the race thing. <laughs> it is what it, he became. Clayton Bigsby to his own people. And I want you to watch it. Every one of your own people that will do that, they will realize real fast. What has Jay-Z done for you? What has Jay-Z done for you in, in your race? Okay, he got Dr. Dre to perform at halftime. But I, I bet you he padded his pockets more than anything. He padded his pockets more than anything. Is he coming to your neighborhood handing out $10 bills? Is he building up places in your neighborhood and buying them up so that the property value can increase? You better get one thing and one thing right. When it comes to this, this is about green. <laughs> it's about green. So try, to, try all you want. What I was going to show you is this. Check this out. There's a phrase, follow the money. Follow the money. Follow the money. Anything you do, when it comes down to it, they have another phrase in negotiation called what's the bottom line. 
I want you to get this. This is the blue chip mindset. It had nothing to do with race. It had nothing to do with gender. Women can get on this and they can make a killing right now. Follow the money or what's the bottom line? What does what's the bottom line mean? Because you already hear, hear that. Stone Cold says, and that's the bottom line because Stone Cold said so. What does that mean? That means if you have a contract in place, no matter what it says on page one, two, and three, the only thing that matters is what's on the bottom line. What is at the bottom? What is the price? What am I signing for? Everything else is irrelative. It's a distraction. Everything in the middle is a distraction. The bottom line is the most important line in that document. You can flip the whole page like this. What's the bottom line? That's so when Stone Cold says, and that's the bottom line, he says, that's all that matters. And that point is the bottom line. We need them Austin 316, that Adams 316, Adams 316 shirts. So race, gender, agendas, all of that stuff in the middle of the contract. The bottom line is this. The bottom line is this is the money. What is the bottom line? This money is on the line. All that's distraction. All your stuff is distraction because I've never seen a pro-black with money come in here and attack me. It's always a poor one. I've never seen a pro-black that was against my message super chat. They always in the comment section. Running a mouth for free. Have you noticed that? That's the reason why. If they really wanted to let their voice be heard, put your money where your mouth is. All these phrases mean something. Put your money where your mouth is. I'm not supporting you. I don't agree with you. Exactly. You're a coward. You don't have any money. You don't put your money where your mouth is. You just want to talk. <laughs> All right. That's what you want to do. That's you just want to talk for free. And somebody just mentioned that. Poor people talk for free. You guys, I see some of these people in the manosphere constantly debating on each other. 15 people in the damn screen talking for free. Are you crazy? You'll never get me on one of them panels talking for free. Send me the super chat. And somebody keeps mentioning the content creator, never heard of them. Never heard of them. The only time I heard of them is when they keep coming over here talking about them on my show. Never heard of them. I don't care about him. I have no care for that person. Does he affect my bottom line? He probably sends me more viewers. Probably have more viewers than him. When is somebody from the top ever, when is somebody from the top ever attack somebody on the bottom? So never come over here and tell me somebody attacked me unless it's Jake Paul, Logan Paul, um, Ariana Grande. <laughs> Who cares about whoever these people are? You listen to him, I don't. But that's your decision. I care, I could care less. And what I'm going to do is, what I'm going to do is, we're going to have to do what? We're not promoting other people over here. We're promoting me. We're not promoting them. We're promoting me. So listen, I'm not Robin Hood. 
<laughs> We're not talking about these people over here. If you like them, go suck on their salami over there. But what I don't do is I don't hate. I don't kick his salami out of your mouth because that's your job. I don't take away from your job, which is the slob all over his salami. So I don't come kick his salami out of your mouth. I'm not that big of a hater. But I won't let you promote them over here. That's what I will do. <laughs> so go slob on his knob over on his channel. And if he wants to watch me so much, let him watch me. Let him be a fan of me. But I don't care about him, and I, I never will. This is what you have to understand. This is where I am going with this. This is a blue chip mindset. <laughs> this is the blue chip mindset. I care about whoever else out here. I told you, I help my two kids and myself. If you want to be a fanboy over there for other people, go ahead. I won't stop you. But I'm not here to help you. But I am providing this as an opportunity via the support of these generous men over here. I am doing it. You can accept it or not. I could give a care less. All right. People have to understand that. It is what it is. And these same people, Bjorn Baker, don't have no life insurance right now. You haven't started a business. And you're over here fanboying for someone else. You haven't started a business. You don't have no lawyers. You have no team. Take a look at this. Take a look at what I do. For a small investment, I have this money mindset series. For 25 to 50 bucks, you can do this, but you want me over here beefing with other content creators. You want it so bad because you're a because you're an envious feminine tendency male. Please understand I'm not here to beef with Negroes or ninjas or white people or whoever. I didn't create this content to beef with men. I don't argue with men. Why? This guy has a problem with you. So what? When has that ever helped me? The only thing that will help is you effeminate men. What would it do? <laughs> what would it do to help me arguing with another man? Please tell me something. What would it do for me to argue with another man on this platform? Unless we're getting in a boxing ring and there's a bag at the end. Get my bag and run. <laughs> it's a waste of time. And you ninjas are so consumed with it because you're effeminate males. Deal with that. You're effeminate men and you like to see men bitch slap at each other by talking on the airwaves. Unless we getting out and we popping smoke or there's a bag at the end of it, I care less. Understand that. Get it right. Unless you ninjas are putting money in my pocket, I can care less. Come on, guys. This is a blue chip mindset. I care less about race. I don't care about what you doing because I see y'all shooting each other. I see you guys not helping each other too. So don't try to make me feel guilty for doing the same thing. While you watch your men die in the street and don't say a damn word. You don't say nothing. I'm tired of seeing your celebrities die in these streets like a poor ninja would. And you say nothing but put a mural up on a wall or a t-shirt. I'm tired of it. So do not come guilt me over here 
because I'm going to get mine. Do not come get me over here because I don't want to have your crying parade party, your pro-black cry party. I could care less. Talking about the oppressor. Who cares? You got it? Where are we at? Here's the streams. I have 30 streams here on Patreon for a small, small fee. That many of you guys don't have enough money to invest in because you're worried about the wrong thing. The bottom line is I'm teaching you how to start a business. I'm teaching you how to budget. I'm teaching you how to use your time. I'm teaching you how to build your team full of attorneys, people that can actually help you. Law enforcement people, lawyers, uh, people in the business sector. How to manage your time. This is what I do. And this is what I worry about. Every day on my mind is this. As they say, I got my mind on my money and my money on my mind. I got my mind on this type of system because this is the system going forward. You're going to be left behind if you don't take this approach. You see what I'm saying, gentlemen? Go to my Patreon and you can find probably 30 or 40 videos of me doing this live, sharing with members. You can catch it live. You can catch the replay. Okay. Point number four in this one. The reason why your money, why your bank account won't catch the Holy Ghost is you don't believe you deserve it. You're the type of person that will get a little bit of help for yourself and you'll start giving it away to everyone else because you feel guilty. People want to make you feel guilty for taking this approach. They're going to call you evil. They're going to call you not helpful. They're going to call, they're going to call you all kinds of names, sell out, Uncle Tom, whatever it is. But yes, you can be rich and your family can be poor. Doesn't mean you hate them. Doesn't mean you hate them. You can do well for yourself and your other family members cannot do well for themselves and you can be happy. Don't feel guilty because you hit the lottery. Don't feel guilty because now you're in a better economic position. They'll be probably happy. I don't need that money anyway. Or they'll be envious. Or they'll get you to try to compete and wrestle in the mud with people. We don't do that over here. All right. Most of the time, these people talk themselves out of being successful. They talk themselves out of being rich. They talk other people out of being rich or they talk other people out of being successful. You deserve it. And I will tell you this. Never say you're too young to have this. Well, I'm only 25. I'm too young to be successful and rich. I'll wait till I'm 35. Never do that. You should never do that, <laughs> okay? Because you can be 25 and have it. You can be 25 and make 100K. You can be 25 and make 200K. Why does, what does age have to do with it? That's the same as saying a certain race should have to wait. A certain gender should have to wait. No, get it now. You have to be able to get it now, okay? Never feel guilty. Never feel guilty of leaving your poor mindset friends over here while you go get it. Well, what about my friends? What about them? I care. Like, what do they have to do with my money, especially if they're not trying to help me? Has your family ever called you up to say, how can I make you wealthy? Because I see you're the rising star. I see you the rising star of this family. I see you the rising star of this community. 
how can I help you? Let's go back again. What is Young Dolph doing right now? He dead. What is Nipsey Hussle doing right now? He wanted to be the hero. He dead. What is Martin Luther King, Malcolm X? What is Huey P. P. Newton doing? They're dead. Well, I think Huey P. might be alive, but I'm not. not, But the other guys are dead, and all you're getting is a mural. What are their friends doing? They're still alive talking about them. They're writing books about them. They're managing to find a way to parlay off of their death and their martyrdom. Meanwhile, you're dead. Okay, so what I'm telling you is your circle, if they don't have the right mindset, they'll learn how to capitalize off your demise more than they capitalize off of you being alive. So sometimes the people that are with you now don't deserve to rise with you when you get there. I don't care what they look like. Huey is dead. You got to forget about them. You got to move past that and don't feel guilty for pushing them back while you rise up. Because they'll look at you and go, wow, you've changed. Yes, I've changed. Money changes you. Ask Dave Chappelle. Lifestyle changes you. It puts things in a proper perspective. $10,000 will change your mind right now. I bet you I can buy a pro blackout right now with 10 grand. I can buy, I can buy you out. Because you're buy outable, <laughs> as your man said in uh, Wall Street. Because you're wreckable. Why do you come and wreck businesses? Because they're wreckable. That's why. You're buy-outable right now. I know you're buy-outable because guess what? You're asking for money to help your solutions right now. So you're buy-outable. <laughs> but you can make excuses as to why everybody got what you want. You can make excuses of why you don't have it and why other people have it. But it all boils down to one thing or two things. They either had a person sacrifice and risk for it in the generation prior to them, or they did a lot of risking of their own to get it, and that's why they got it. That's why they got it. Bottom line, they either had generations of people who risked before them. They risked they risked not being moral. They risked starting a business. They risked being a criminal. Yes, there are people who are rich today because their forefathers before them were criminals. Yes. Behind every great fortune lies a great crime. The Kennedys. And so forth and so on. However, does that matter right now? Sure, it might be catching up to some of them, but does that matter to you? So either blame your mama for having you out of wedlock. Okay, blame your mama for having you out of wedlock and not providing a proper Found and blame your father for going to get a pack of Newports and not coming back. Don't blame me. Blame your mother and your father for having 12 kids before the age of 30. Don't blame me. Blame your meth head, opioid addicted parents and grandparents. Don't blame me. Blame your coward relatives who who refuse to risk and put you in a proper generational wealth, don't blame me. When you look back at everything, this is all economic decisions that most people decided to shake their ass and have kids out of wedlock and party and smoke and fornicate, and then they wonder why they don't have anything and they refuse to risk. I'm trying to get you to understand. It's about risk. Somebody's got to do it. 
Somebody in your family has to do it. <laughs> your father coming back the line was just too long. If you don't do it and you don't believe you deserve it, it's never going to happen. And I guarantee you, a lot of the people who are complaining about issues constantly, I can guarantee you they got one thing in common. They probably were raised by a single mom. It starts right there. They probably didn't have a father in their lives. I can almost guarantee it. It's almost guaranteed. They weren't even raised by their mother. Their grandmama was their mama and their, their, their mother was their sister. How much you want to bet? <laughs> Let's get to these super chats because people are in here dropping knowledge. How much you want to bet? How much you want to bet content creators that have problems with me didn't have a father in their lives? How much you want to bet? I'll bet you. I bet you they grew up in a one bedroom apartment with three or four kids in one bed. And they're mad that I grew up in the suburbs. <laughs> All right, anyway. And don't blame me for that, that your daddy was a bum, that your mama selected a bum for a father. Don't be mad at me. <laughs> don't, don't be mad at me because you grew up in poverty based on your family's decision to be a coward and live off welfare. Don't blame me. Mm. You can change that today. You can change the envy and hate today. You can change that about you today by just listening to me. But instead, nope, this is you. And what do they do? What do they do? They talk about how much death and decay that they grew up in and you brag about it. Somebody, you, you guys brag. This is what I want to tell you. If you brag about how much death and decay and struggle you grew up in in 2022 and you think you're bragging you you are the problem in your life you're the problem in your life you're sitting around going ah, i grew up in the hood is the the most the highest homicide rate hood that's your are you an idiot <laughs> you're bragging about this guys it's 2022 i can see i can see in in, in 1989 bragging about something like this but 40 years later this is a this is a, a means of getting stripes. I guarantee you, you're poor. And if you get money tomorrow, you'll be poor two days later. I mean, come on, man. We gotta stop. We gotta stop doing this. I'm the realest dude around. I grew up in Baltimore. I grew up in South Central LA, Watts, Compton. I grew up in New York and the Bronx. Stop. This doesn't make you real. It makes you a real poor-minded person. How about you do better for yourself? How about, do you still live there? Why can't you be in a good position, right? Why can't you put your kid, does your kids still live there? Why can't you put them in a good position? Come on, man. Let's, 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 let's do this. If anybody says that on my show, well, you, you just because you grew up around white folks and, and I grew up in the hood, I'm realer than you. Okay. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Here we go. Here we go. 
Well, let's see here. Brandon D contributions for the Jasmine Rice Trust Fund. And shout out to Kaylee number three. They treat you well. They treat you well, man. Don Crystal says, Ice T says, Ice T said, don't stop your Rolls Royce to fight someone at the bus stop. Coach gang gang in the building. Don't stop your Rolls Royce to fight someone at the bus stop. A hundred percent. Why would I waste my time? Speaking my mind says, Coach Greg, survivor, survivor techniques. And I came from the hood too. You know what I mean? If that makes you feel better. Uh, let's see here. Clarence Gaston, uh, income equality is a lie. It wasn't true thousands of years ago. It's not true today. Don't fall for it, Coach Gang. Like our incomes, our our income, like again, we're the we're the richest of the poor here in America. Like what we complain about, we literally are the richest of the poor worldwide. And and in other times, like he's saying, the rich people never gave anything to you. There's never been some some equal economics. There's never been, never been, and there never will be. There never will be. Speaking my mind says the PJs. I think that's a TV show. The AV Network guy, when you're at 100K, you'll be like 500K would be better. And one thing I'm going to tell you, when you get to 100K, it ain't going to feel much different than when you were at 65K or 80K. It's going to feel just about the same. They even have an article that they're trying to convince people that people are happier right around 80 to 120K. And once they go beyond that, they're not as happy. Right. And so what that means to be said is once you get the 120K, you want 500K now. It's not like you stop. Okay, 100K, that's enough. You literally have to go, shit, I'm at 100K and it ain't feel, I don't feel comfortable. I don't feel comfortable. You end up going, I need to go. Yeah, uh, Shing Shang says that's BS. They're, they're always trying to convince you you're not happy. You're not going to be happy with more money. What? <laughs> Come on, man. Some of you guys make 100K and you're literally like, wow. And you live in Miami, LA, New York, Houston. You're like, wow, this ain't that much. You know what I mean? It's nice, but you end up going, I, I need more. It's crazy. Eugene Morgan, 100K is not 100K anymore. Another example, 100K in year 2000 is equivalent to 160K today. There's another example. From 2010, it's equivalent to 120K today. So the 100K baller today really needs to make over 100K, and that's 100%. You need to be about at 250, and I know people be like, not really. It depends on where you live, and where you live is relative too because – like you might not need to have 100k in you where you live. You can live very good off of 80k where you live, but there's not going to be many people around you that make 100k cuz it's not necessary. But most people that have opportunities to make 100k, guarantee you there's people that make a million dollars. And 100k, you're you're still somewhere near the bottom in that class. All right. And so, Cal, I think you need to make a quarter of a mil in Southern California. You need to be at least at 250 if you live in anywhere near the coast, Orange County, San Diego or Los Angeles. 
If you live inland, it could be less. But if you live near the coast where the weather is good and you get an ocean breeze, you're going to need a quarter of a mil a year. I'm going to let you know that right now. If you're making less than that, it's going to be tight. All right. And that, that number's growing wider now. I mean, it's going to end up being 300,000. All right. It's that crazy. But you can live, but you're going to be on a grind. You're going to be on a grind. Yeah, he says he makes 300K and lives in Kodo and probably in the small houses. Right. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Mimit the second says they're only kings or pawns, kings or pawns. There's kings or and not many kings and a bunch of pawns. All right. And a lot of people don't want to be kings. They want to be pawns, right? It's okay. It's okay. Listen. Conversation Corner says, get tired of Shannon crying to Skip about black coaches not getting opportunities while wiping their eyes with $100 bills. Hit me with the shuffle coach. Yes, sir. I, it's amazing. Where's the shuffle guy? Look at the shuffle. I can do some shuffling, too. Look out, man. What you going to do? Ah, boys, it's coming through. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. <laughs> um, yeah, man. But money is just numbers on papers, guys. It's just money on paper. It's just, it's just, it's just dollar signs on paper, right? That's where money is now. And then so my man said, Shannon Sharp, all these guys crying and they're being heavily funded. They can give people more than enough opportunities to get. Black coaches, I mean, I don't get that conversation at all. I'm literally like, what? A man supporting man says, you ain't lying, coach. I was looking for land in New Mexico, and it's viable. I lived in New Mexico. You can get some land in New Mexico. Now, I'm going to just let you know, because I'm going to let you know when you get the land, you're going to have to put a septic system in that land. You're going to have to find ways to get rid of your trash on this land. Nobody's going to do it for you. You're going to be in the middle of nowhere. And when it snows, you're going to get rid of the snow to get out of that land. You know what I mean? Like you are definitely going to have to do a lot of work. Not a lot of people are willing to do that. You're not willing to do that. You want to live in comfort and then you want to complain from your comfortable seat. You're going to sit there with Internet, all these damn opportunities, all this information and still complaining. Still complaining about the opportunities you don't have. Guys, I pulled up this up, I believe, on the money mindset. And I pulled it up here, I believe, on one of the blue chip. I showed you, you can buy land right now for relatively cheap. I mean, you'd be, you'd be, um, you'd be shocked at the amount of cheap land out here. I'm going to see if I can pull it up really quick. Um, damn, where, where was it at? There's another link for it. It's cheap. It ain't expensive at all. If you want to own that, but, but, but the next thing you're going to say, no, I want land in the, in New York. <laughs> you know what I mean? You're like, okay, that, that, that's just not possible. All right. They got it already. You're going to have to spend millions of dollars for that land, but you can buy land right now. But guess what? When you get there, you're going to have to put sewage in. You're going to have to put you're going to have to take out your own trash in, in a landfill. You're going to have to do it on your own. You can get your people in land right now. There's people right now 
in other countries buying up land. China's buying land up like crazy right here in the United States. All right, and you're watching them buy it up quiet as kept. So again, you're, you're mad white folks. I'm going to tell you, the next people y'all going to be mad at is China. It was on Zillow, yeah. See if I can punch it up real quick. It was on Zillow. And I showed you. I was like, here it is right here. They got lots like crazy. Here it is right here. Um, here it is right quick. You, you guys want to see real quick? Here it is right here. For all these people, we need land and we need 40 acres. Okay, uh, here you go. $69,000 right here. 160 acres. 69K. You'd only have to put down 10%. 10%. Put down $7,000, plunk, you got some land. $24,000, 35 acres. But what you want to say is, well, there's nothing on there suitable right there for me to land, and I don't have a job over there. Okay, you're... <laughs> when, the, when the land was given away, bro, they didn't have the good stuff around it either. There's 29, there's 37 acres right there for 29 down. Uh, here's a 80 acres, 160K, right there. Ooh. 120, 26 acres, 125K, 10% down. Somebody said Wyoming, New Mexico. What do you want it in, New York? What do you want it in, New York? See, this is the problem. You want to buy land in New York. You're not going to buy it. You want to buy land in Manhattan. <laughs> That's the problem. You ain't getting land in Manhattan at that price. You got to go make your own. So where can I get the land? Here's 20 acres for 121,000 right there in Silver City, New Mexico. I know he's like, 129K? What? There's land to be had. Two acres for 55K right here. Where is it at? Taos, New Mexico. Now you got freedom. So somebody said, buy land. They're not making any more of it. Here's three acres for $12,000. If it's about land, buy you some. And then learn how to live off the fat of the land. All right, here we go. Yeah, Zillow's great too. I'm always, I'm on Zillow every day. All right, there's, I'm only on like four or five websites every day. YouTube, Zillow. I'm on Pinterest a lot because I'm always trying to see, I'm always trying to, um, and um. Oh, I'll check ESPN, although I don't like them. And then I'm on CoinGecko. Like, that's what I be on. I go back and forth to those five sites. Blip, blip, blip. And then seeking arrangements. <laughs> All right. Anyway, let's get back here. Uh, uh, Taboo Smash. And I hate to show you this. I hate to show you that because it's really a secret of the wealth. Somebody said seeking too. Yeah, that they're I'm, I'm checking that one too. But it's a secret of the wealth. Some of you guys don't even know that this is a possibility. It's a possibility. So I says right quick. Let me check what the 304s are doing right quick. Um, anyway. <laughs> I got money. All right. Um, where we at? Taboo Smash says often people who are ready to help you see that you can help yourself first. Nobody wants to be a key factor. He says nobody wants to be a key factor to the success of someone. This is true, too. Um, and when you're around wealthy people, they see you want to grind. Older guys will see people that are on their grind 
and want to help them. They'll give them, they're not going to give you everything. They might give you $1,000 worth of advice. They might drop a hint here or there. But you got to remember, these people are trying to get wealthier too. So they're not going to just give you everything so you can catch up to them. But they'll be like, I see what you're doing here. I'll invest a little bit in your business. Here's a thousand bucks. And you're like, no. You were like, um, I don't want to, I need more than a thousand bucks. I need a hundred thousand. You're not going to get a hundred thousand. Here's a thousand. Make the best out of it. You know what I mean? That's what, that's the best you're going to get. And they'll drop some advice for you that could help you over the long term. But if they don't like you, they'll keep you out of your, <laughs> if they don't like you, they'll keep you out of there. It is what it is. I mean, I don't know what to tell you. Dave G is crazy. Black folks did the same thing to Marcus Garvey, and he was all about economics. All we and we trashed him and got him deported. Guys, I figured that out a long time ago. I used to be on the pro black tip, you know. And I'm not saying all pro blacks are the same. There's levels to this, right? There's the complaining ass victim mindset people, and there's the people that are really about their people, right? But um, I've seen this a long time ago. That's why I told you. If I ever moved back there, they would, I would get shot. They'd step over my cold dead body and I'll be a memory. I'd be lucky to get a mural. I mean, so I've seen this happen over and over again. Marcus Garvey, just name it. You name it. I want to be alive. <laughs> he said Marcus Garvey was angel. All right, Vlad P, it's a mindset war. It, this is a mindset war. We're really trying to get you guys pointed in the right direction. And let me just tell you, this is one of the only few places that you'll get this type of information. That is really geared towards helping men try to change their mindset and go in a different way. Or you can stay where you are. You can stay where you are, and it's fine. I don't really care. The AB Network guy says, dedicated to the pro blacks in here. Let's get that shuffling song. Shout out to you. I can do some shuffling too. Look out, man. What, what you going to do? Look out, boys. It's coming through. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. So I says, I ain't fighting no random guy that I don't know. I mean, Muhammad Ali says, the Viet Cong did not, nothing to me. Why am I going over there to fight them? Same thing about people on YouTube. I ain't fighting no dude behind no screen, especially when they're not visible. I can't even see what you look like. You can't even name the neighborhood or the state you live in. I'll be damned if I wrestle in the mud with somebody like that. An invisible person? <laughs> you want me to respond to an invisible person? <laughs> this person's a ghost as far as I know. I'm not going to go back and forth. I, mama ain't raised no dummy. Or I'm going to tell you that right now. Mama didn't raise no fool. Put me anywhere on God's green earth. I'll trip on my worth. Shout out to Jay-Z. All right. Shout out to Vlad P. Says Moderno CEO equals. Gotta get my bag and run. <laughs> indeed. All right. DG says, nah, coach, you spitting facts. I'm pro-black as well. Not triggered at all. The mass of black folks are actually anti-black and will bring you down. If that's the only thing they have to hang on you, they'll literally hang on the fact that your meat suit is the same color as theirs. And you got nothing else in common with them. And they'll hang on. You can't do this because your meat suit is the same color as me. I got news for you. I didn't choose my meat suit. I didn't choose it. It chose me, right? You know what I mean? So what else do we have in common, sir? You can't tell me. You actually hate me. 
You actually hate me that I'm this way and I have a meat color suit similar to yours, but I think differently. You hate me. I, 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 I literally go, what the hell? I literally have no other, nothing else in common with you. Zero else. Think about that. I didn't grow up where you grew up. I don't have the same family in common. We don't have the same friends. We barely have the same music taste. We don't have the same culture. We don't speak the same dialect of English. We got nothing in common. We haven't fornicated with the same women. We didn't go to the same school. We didn't live in the same region of the United States. We have nothing else in common but the fact that my meat suit shares the same color as you. But you got a right to dictate what I do because my meat suit is colored the same as yours. Tell me how stupid that sounds. Tell me how stupid that sounds. I'm not that dumb. I'm not that low level. <laughs> you got you to gotta try somebody else. That is low level ass Mickey Mouse, knuckle dragging, mouth breathing, ham and egger thinking. I want to wake you up to this. And a lot of people really can't do it. They can't do it. You can't even think past that. You wake up every day. Oh, man. Mad that you black. <laughs> Bjorn Baker. Life insurance, LLC, put those in a trust. Borrow against the value of the policy. Mindset will change. Life insurance, put it in the trust borrow against the policy, it can do it. And that is literally how people have gotten wealthy in this country. Had nothing to do, people have gotten wealthy off life insurance. I, this was one of the first black uh, blue uh, blue chip mindset streams where basically I would say, the people have gotten wealthy off of two things, land and life insurance. Now, what you're going to say is, well, they didn't give us our 40 acres. Okay, well, there you go right there. Here, here's some right here. <laughs> okay, one dollar. 16 acres in Santa Teresa, and I've been to Santa Teresa, New Mexico. You're going to be on your grind. Okay, I'm going to let you know. But let's just say this. The people that got land before that were passed down land through gerrymandering and redlining and all of these things and all of these things that you guys complain about, the Oklahoma Sooners, do you guys know what the, 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 the Oklahoma Sooners, right? Um, the Oklahoma Sooners basically had to show up this is why they called them Sooners. The person who showed up sooner than the other person got the land. They had to show up in their horse and buggy, and whoever got out there sooner than the other person got the land. And guess what? When they got there, it they didn't have they didn't have uh, septic tanks. They didn't have sewage. They didn't have a trash company. They had to build that around the land. They had to build that around the land. So it wasn't just structured when you got your forty acres. You guys will get 40 acres and piss it away because you got to work. You got to plant your crops. The crops got to come in. You got to sow the seeds. You got to reap what you sow. You got to build around it. So if you want land today, if you got $1,200, I'll give you three acres of land. And I just gave you a history lesson on the Oklahoma Sooners. That's why they carry that bandwagon and the horse. They literally had to get there. Whoever got there sooner than the other person got to claim the land. Okay. All right here. And they took that land from the natives. Native blacks too. Here we go. Through the trail of tears. Okay. All right. Here we go. Um, 
But does that matter right now? Nope. Here's somebody. Don't correct me. All right, here we go. Uh, let's see here. Here's your land right here. Five acres, 13K. God damn, I'm buying some today. You can buy some today. And build your family. Take your people there. Nobody can shoot each other. If they do, you're your own police. You have to police like the old west. You'll have to be the new sheriff in town. You got to have a supply chain. You have to have a gas station. You have to build all of this stuff around it. All right, but if you're not willing to buy, if you're not willing to do it, then you're not willing to really invest in yourself. And you can buy cheaper land out of the country for sure. I'm telling you, this is an easy, it's a process. Somebody says African land is being bought by China and it's bought also being bought by uh, China. I'm sorry, China's also buying land here too. They're buying farms. They're buying farms here. I'm telling you, y'all are waiting for the Europeans to die out. All you're doing is letting the Chinese take its place. <laughs> I mean, that's basically what's going to happen. And then y'all going to run to China. Hey, China, um, they oppressed us for 400 years. China going to be like this. And they're going to say, they ain't going to care. Then the, then the Chinese will be your oppressors. And I'm going to tell you, they're a lot worse than what they you've been getting here. Here it is here. China is buying up American farms. Washington wants to crack down. You think they're going to crack down? Nope. They don't care. They coming over here. Y'all better be saying ni hao when they come up over here. You don't. You think you don't want to say howdy? You better learn how to say ni hao. I don't see y'all buying no land. Who else is buying land in America? Not y'all. Y'all won't even buy it. 1,200. You won't even buy 30 acres in Wyoming. Nah, they're buying it. Where's the Chinese buying land? In places where you don't even want to buy it up. Where are we at here? Uh, let me see where they are to identify. All the places they're buying up land. You're looking at it like, that's worthless land. China buying it up. Where are we at? Uh, let's see here. Matter of fact, you probably buy some land off Zillow. You probably buying it from somebody Chinese. Allegedly. They're buying land here. Here we go right here. It says uh, foreign investors at the end of 2019 held interest in more than 35 million acres, an area bigger than New York State. The total has grown by an average of 2.3 million acres per year since 2015. I'm telling you, you think y'all got y'all got some major problems on your hand, bro. I would be very less concerned about what's going on other than the economics. Texas has the largest amount of foreign health. I'm going to put this up so you guys can. I'm going to put this up so you can see. All right. You think white people, oh, we need to get, we need to eradicate the white people here. All right. All you're going to get is Chinese people. <laughs> here we go right here. Texas has the largest amount of foreign hill agricultural land at 4.4 million acres, followed by Maine and Alabama, all places where you probably would never buy land. And here they are buying it up right up from under your nose. <laughs> good, good land with good soil. 
You can't even buy the damn park that y'all play basketball at. I'm telling you, y'all better literally get used to what's going on here. Uh, Let's see here. Sheldon Ross, LOL, I don't kick salami out of your mouth. LOL, I'm definitely stealing that. Well, I stole it. All right, Martin Lawrence said it. I got that from Martin Lawrence, by the way. I don't come to your job and kick salami out of your mouth. Yep, somebody says, I suggested Wyoming and Black Snub did not a Chinese own it. it, it it's going to be, y'all going to be sad. Y'all going to be sad. And China's not going to care about no slavery. They're not. Or no redlining or none of that stuff. And and uh, anyway, Derek Gerard says, thank you, coach. Shout out to the coach gang. The muck mode stream last night was what I needed. And thank you for these golden blue chip mindset streams. Yes, sir. No excuse free agent lifestyle. Rocky Cage. What's up, coach? Thanks for the blue chip mindset. Followed your channel for 2.5 years. Has opened my eyes and people and money. And it's an example of opening your eyes and mind instead of your heart. Your heart is, eh, is only going to make you so much here. Cavito says, had the drops of tuition for that passionate speech. Fellas, you can only help yourself. Only help yourself. All right. And the, and find two other people that you can bring up. Other than that, it's, it's a futile effort. Cavito says, I uh, got you. John Ellison, Stafford played with the confetti with his kids. OG date, OBJ in full tears. Single mom effect. We're too emo. Way too emo. Way too emo. I mean, come on, man. It was a football game. And then I got to hear about all the blood, sweat, and tears and all that stuff. Man, do that in your hotel room. OBJ ain't got no kids to play with. <laughs> all right, he's sitting around here, out here fornicating with everybody, allegedly. And dancing. Anyway, Stafford's like, hey, look at my kids and family. I want my kids to remember this moment. a Radio says, uh, hey, coach, thanks for shouting out my channel yesterday. Much respect to the OG hashtag coach gang. See, I help brothers. I help the brother right there. I'm helping brothers. Eric says, fear is the enemy of, a he of healthy risk. Make decisions based on opportunity, not fear. And don't fear, don't fear losing don't fear losing all of this, guys. I've lost all of this. I was in pure poverty. I was in pure brokenness. And I was still imagining myself being wealthy or, or in better conditions. And uh, so now I don't fear losing any of this. You see this stuff behind me. You see my car. You see my lifestyle. You see my, where I live. I don't fear losing it. Would I be upset? I'd be disappointed. But it's just stuff. This is all stuff that I've worked for and I sacrifice for and I risk for, but it's stuff. It's replaceable. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's replaceable. If they repo my Porsche, which they can't do, but if they repoed it, I drove around it. I got a couple pieces of peace leave. I got to have people envy me. People looked at me. People thought they celebrated me. Okay. It's gone now. Okay. No big deal. Somebody thinks I live in a studio apartment. See, this is where you people, I live in the richest land in America. And they think this is a studio apartment. I swear to God, you know, this is the mindset of the Negro. I guarantee you, you didn't have a father in your life. I guarantee you, you didn't have a father in your life, but it's okay. I'm your daddy now. You know why I'm your daddy? You're watching me. Instead of doing something that you think would be more purposeful, you're watching your father on the screen right now. I'm commanding your attention because you know I can't help you. Otherwise, why are you watching me?
because I'm your daddy. Because I'm your daddy. And I probably did have relations with your mama, if you really wanted to know. And he says, I'm broke. Oh, man, don't you love it? Yeah, but I'm broke. And you're watching me because you know I'm not broke. Why would you watch a broke person? <laughs> Why would you watch a broke person? You know, this is the this is the mindset. I guarantee you this is a black male with no father. A hundred percent. This is what black males with no fathers do. <laughs> I'm your daddy. And I have a used Porsche now. It's used. This is definitely, you know. And he's he, the more he thinks he's doing against me, the more he's digging a hole. Now I have a used Porsche. <laughs> That's how far I go. Guys, I want you to watch this guy. I want you to watch this guy. And this is why he don't have what he have. Because he's watching his father live a broke life with a broke Porsche in one of the richest communities ever in a studio. This is obviously a studio apartment. <laughs> I'm telling you, man, he don't know that the used Porsche, um, the used Porsche uh, uh, market is one of the most healthiest investment markets there is. I can sell it for more than I bought it for right now. I could sell that car for more than I bought it for today. I could make fifteen dollars to $20,000 on it right now. If I sold it today, you know, fatherless men is a problem. See, and he says, no way. I tell you, I tell you, this is why you are where you are. And this is why you're watching me. It's okay. Tell your father when you see him that I'm actually your father and I owe you no child support. It's okay. See, he doesn't know. He's ignorant. Hey, listen, we do this for the ignorant, too. He says for a used car. Yes. A boy, oh, boy. It's okay. We, we're, we're helping you. Don't fight me. We're helping you. Yes, I can sell it for more than I bought it for today. Oh, man. Oh, now here it is. So you had your chance. You had your little 15 minutes of fame. You had your 15 minutes of fame. This might be a woman, too. <laughs> it's okay. Man, I tell you. The knuckle dragger, this is why people are where they are. I mean, they could sit here for two hours, and this is where they go with things, you know? We try to help the person, and don't tell me I didn't help him. <laughs> and he missed the, obviously missed the per first part of the show where I said hate is limiting you and tell your girlfriend she needs to lose 50 pounds <laughs> or she probably needs to lose 75 pounds all right let's get back to the show we're just doing this for fun now and i have to feed my dog all right uh the dictator is a member the show is atif rayad is also a member slick vision says for the future yacht fund thanks for the daily wisdom and we know most yachts are bought for tax purposes and to get access to junior college women. We know that. All right, shout out to Slick Vision. Profitable Pat is in the building. I love that name. He says, this. they say money ain't important, but it's right up there with oxygen, 100%. It's right up there with oxygen. It's, it's important. Don't try to minimize the importance of getting yourself in good financial position. Joshua Frazier, shout out to the coach game, paying my back tuition 
with the money mindset. Been a rough month, but forced me to reassess my investments. We got to commit to breaking out of the scarcity mindset. There's a lot of winning out here, guys. There's a lot of opportunities for you to win. All right, right now. All right, but you're not wanting to win. You have no investments. You are investing nothing. You're a coward or you're not willing to sacrifice. You don't want to roll the dice. You don't want to risk, right? You don't want to put your face on YouTube and you claim to be a man or masculine. I swear to God, I literally go, you're following cowards or you're a coward yourself. Peace, quiet, and freedom says most guys have enough to invest in ourselves, but we are horrible at prioritization and time management skills, point blank, 100%, okay? Um, it, we're really mad, bad at prioritization and time management skills. You, we, we do piss away our time. This is the whole time versus money argument that I keep having. Most of it comes down, you're either going to save time or save money. You're not going to save both. The, the, decide what... Decide what um, resource you want to save and then really go at it. You're either going to save time or save money. You're not going to do both. Just like you're either going to understand women or love them. You're not going to do both. If you understood women, you could probably never love one. If you love women, you'll never understand them. If you save time, you're not saving money. If you save money, you're not going to save time. It's either one or the other. All right. Um. Anyway, got you, uh, Chester. All right. It's either one or the other, and not, a lot of people can't make choices. They'll stay in the middle of the road. All right. Um. Where are we at? Uh, Hermes. We're gonna call you Hermes T. Coach. How do wealthy people care? How do how much do wealthy people care about where the money comes from when it comes to networking? Well, your network is your net worth. I think you're, when it comes to networking, in terms of who you associate with, the type of people you associate with could damage your reputation. So it does matter. It does matter. If you damage your reputation, okay, let me see something. If you damage your reputation networking with the bad, with, with worse people, all right, or bad people, what's eventually going to happen is uh, your reputation is going to get dragged down in the mud as well, and you're going to limit your resources. That's the thing that I can talk about right there. So wealthy people do care to an extent, but I'm telling you, man, when you get to the top, most everybody's hands are dirty. Okay? Most people's hands are dirty when you get, the further you get to the top, when you get to the top, let me see something. Somebody said this. <laughs> when you get to the top, there's going to be a lot more people aiming to get at your money. And there's going to be a lot of scrupulous people that are around money. So be careful. It's lonely at the top, right? You got to deal with people that get their hands dirty. Um, people also are really careful about their reputation because you can lose everything. That's like the cancel culture. You can lose everything by associating with the wrong person. Uh, S-A-U Engineerio, shout out to the coach gang. Coach, just saying thank you for all of the information you're sharing. It's eye-opening. We have to prepare for what's coming economically. Crisis isn't coming. 
right? It's here now. We're going to be, hey, man, the rich are going to get richer now, and the poor are going to get poor bottom line. Bottom line. All right, Jay Hardy says, keep on educating men on how to become and stay living the free agent lifestyle. Big ups to you and the coach gang. Yes, indeed. Thank you, sir. Jay, Jay Hardy just said he just sent this first super chat ever. Appreciate it, sir. And if I got on here and beat the same drum as everybody else beat, I'll be broke just like them. Soralita Bass. I hope I get your name right, sister. Coach, China is funding TV and mainstream to push people to move to the city where they depend on the government. Then buy uh, these people. He says, then buy these people's land. People don't get that having land is most important. You're absolutely right again. All right, people put all the entertainment, all oh, you'll be happier in these big cities. And they push millions of people into these cities. And when you're not looking, you know, they somehow get the agricultural people to fund it, right? Then when you're not looking, they buy up the land. You got to get the land. If you want your piece of this country, you got to get some land. All right, that is, that is priority one. You got to be invested in real estate somewhere. You got to figure out how you want to be invested. You can get into real estate um, investment trust. You can buy land outright. You can buy property if you if that's what you want to do. You can buy investment property and know that how you're going to buy it. 3.5% down with an FHA loan. Are you going to use first time home buyer um, benefits? Are you going to do what? I mean, this is why you have your credit up and you got to save some money. How are you going to put your down payment down? Do you have 10% to put down? You'd be better off with 20% down. If it's an investment property, you're going to have to put 20% down on your first few investment properties. Can you do it? Can you, can you refinance in a couple of years after you build equity, take money out of those properties and buy more properties? Or are you going to piss it away on Jordans? Are you going to keep complaining? Guys, this process is done over and over again, and it makes people wealthier and wealthier and wealthier. But Jordans, you know what I mean? Come on, man. It's a very simple solution, but people want another solution. That's too hard. Bill Gates in China is literally, somebody says China owns Vancouver. I've been to Vancouver and it's right. You're going to be pissed off when they do it. Uh, Sebastian says people forget that China is 3,500 years old. Yeah, we're new. We're new here in America. We're new. We're babies here. This American system is babies. And um, these people here that come from these other areas, the Middle East and China and Africa, they've been doing this for centuries and millennia. So they're figuring out a way to corrupt this, all right, for real. And we're corruptible. You know why? Because we're lazy. I said we. We're lazy. All right. We're lazy people and we're completely entitled. We're waiting for people to give us everything. And then when you see a person doing slightly better, you hate on them. And then also claim that that person should help the other person up. Wait, am I supposed to help people up and be broke? What, which one is it? Eugene Adams, Coach Dad Adams, your daddy was here. All right. Uh, power made flesh. Thanks for these streams. And we're helping people. Uh, Jaquan Pierce says, stop responding to that guy. <laughs> he, says, he says, stop responding to him. Yeah, you know, 
I had to give somebody a little 15 minutes of fame. Victor Johnson, I believe, is a member. In the Jimmy ZTT, there's always one special needs gump in these sections. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Shout out to the shuffling crew here. Where are we going to shuffle? I can do some shuffling, too. Look out, man. What you going to do? Look out, boys. It's coming through. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Oh, one more thing. You guys let all of these people become millionaires by pushing all of these agendas in the last two years. Black Lives Matter became millionaires. A lot of these pharmaceutical companies became millionaires. I mean, millionaires, almost billionaires. All right. A lot of people have bought land while you're at work. A lot of these corporations have become wealthier in the meantime, and you've become poorer in this time. All right. This is what's going on. And guys, the, the, the gap between the wealth and the rich and the haves and the haves not has gotten wider in the last two years than possibly any other time. So here we are. No one's going to feel sorry for you. You got to get it going now. All right. No one's going to feel sorry for you. So if you don't, don't expect me to feel sorry for you at all. All right. Um, I'm too busy trying to get myself in order for me to feel sorry for you. Uh, but just understand this is not a thing. I, I do this with my own family too. I tell my own family this too. Look, if you're going to piss away your life, don't do it on my account and don't do it on my watch. So I give them kind of the same tough love, but this is the only way I can live it. You know what I mean? This is the only way I can live my true life. I really don't have time to feel sorry for people. Um, shout out to Soft Sands checking in. Uh, appreciate you for checking in. And uh, I'm going to just tell you, if, if my broke ass don't feel sorry for you, the people that have counseled me that I've apprenticed under, they definitely don't feel sorry for you. Okay, man, female, woman, children, uh, black, white, green, Asian, uh, wh whatever you're distracted by, just trust there's somebody else that is going to take the spot of the people who you claim to oppress you. They're, they're, they're taking their spot as we speak, and they could care less about you. It's a hardcore feeling and a hardcore fact. They could care less about you. China cares less about you than white people. So when they get control of this country, which they almost do have it, in terms of propaganda and paid and, and all of this stuff. When they get a hold of this country and get a hold of the land and won't sell you any, won't drop off any uh, vegetables to your community, you'll realize then. You'll realize then that you were, you were, your hate was directed and that hate energy was directed in the wrong uh, direction. When they shut you down, they're going to look at you like this here. You ever see how they look at you? They look at you cold as hell. They're like, I give a shit. I give a care less about you. You want to pick the vegetables? Otherwise, get out of my face. Be careful, man. What you Be careful what you ask for because you just might get it. All right, I got to get out of here. Feed the dog. House cleaners are coming. My broke ass does have house cleaners. House cleaners coming right now. And uh, what else is going on? We're going to come back later on. I'm going to the stretch therapy. I got to get my stretching on. I have a Kaylee that stretches me two times a week. All right, just to keep my body healthy. And uh, I'm going to do some push-ups later. Shout out to the coach gang. And we'll be back later on. Peace. <laughs>